0: Don't you think, like, everyone's, I feel like, down on shame right about now. You can't shame anyone. Shame Shame is 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 a crucial point and tool within parenting, I think, in moderate doses. Like, I remember I, I stole a little rubber dinosaur when I was, like, six years old from the Carnegie Museum. And my parents made me go back in and tell the cashier that I stole it and put it back. And I was like awesome. weeping. Like it's like one of the most like traumatic moments yeah. of my life. But I can't I literally feel like I can't get away with stealing anything anymore. Like right. since I've been five years old. So it worked. Did your dad go up to the cashier afterwards and go, Look, I can't lock him in a safe? So <laughs> no, I'm do doing a, the
1: best I can. He had
0: a VHS camcorder <laughs> and was going to send it in to Bob Saget at America's Funniest Home Videos.
2: Randy Bellman and the DVE morning show. It's six o'clock. At
3: DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. It's 68 degrees now. DVE, I'm Val Porter. The 17-year-old is dead after being shot by police in East Pittsburgh last night. Investigators say it happened after the teenager ran from a traffic stop on foot. Police say the vehicle the teen was driving matched a description of one spotted near the scene of a shooting in North Braddock earlier in the evening. An East Pittsburgh officer was handcuffing the driver when two others in the car ran, one of them being the 17-year-old Uh, The Allegheny County Police Homicide Unit is investigating. A new poll says most Americans think President Trump should be impeached if he tries to pardon himself. Poll by USA Today and Suffolk University says even Republicans are against the idea. Trump recently declared he has an absolute right to pardon himself in connection with the Russia probe. In the new poll, 64% of Americans say he doesn't have that right. Among Republicans, only 29% say Trump does have the power to pardon himself, while 45% say he doesn't. The Poll also found 58% of Americans think the president should be impeached if he does go ahead and pardon himself. The number of Americans who smoke cigarettes has reached the lowest level ever recorded. The Centers for Disease Control reports just under 14% of Americans smoked in 2017. In cities, the rate was down to 11%. It's twice that in rural areas. 50 years ago, more than 40% of Americans were smokers.
4: And then if you go all the way back to the 20s, all of the people were smokers. Yeah, cigars too. Like it
1: seemed like cigars were all over the place, like as prevalent as cigarettes. If well, at least in movie depictions, like people just walking around smoking cigars and yep. ashtrays everywhere you went, and everybody must have smelled so terrible. I always oh, say that the clothes yeah. they wore then were so heavy too, and like and,
3: and didn't people didn't launder clothes like they do today?
0: No, God, no. Yeah, but like, people still must have been hooking up. I mean think about like when was deodorant invented and people were still mouth kissing each other and (laughs) they did it through the musk i think when you all smell the same it gets hard to differentiate it's once some once some fine smelling person wearing lilacs comes in it sets the bar a little higher and then everybody has to compare off of that that is true i mean i didn't realize how much i stunk until i stopped
4: smoking and then i went in the closet and was like oh god
1: yeah i think the fact that you could smoke everywhere you were sort of numb to it, as soon as they banned it in the bars, all of a sudden, the bars that did have smoking, people really started to notice wow, I never knew how much smoke I was actually breathing mm-hmm. in I mean, I have buddies who have worked in bars for decades and, you know, hadn't really thought about the amount secondhand. of secondhand just every night sitting in a locked Cloud box of, of smoke, smoke. I think the Surgeon General could decrease those
0: smoking numbers if they just outlawed open mic comedy, no, because I'm pretty sure it. that's the gateway drug for every person who starts smoking. Now is just. Do you remember PD's pub,
4: oh. dude? PD's pub smelled so. It smelled like deep fried cigarettes and just yeah. bad ideas. <laughs> I I I swear to God, I've it was in my it was in the speakers that I had. You know, the fur on the back of the speakers? It
0: smelled like someone microwaved a backwoods cigar for like (laughs) 15 minutes on high. And just that's how it stayed. And that's not was the only place. The corner cafe up on the south side used to uh, be like that, too. You couldn't even get people, non-smokers, to come there because it was just a thick fog. Do people still smoke pipes?
1: People don't smoke pipes that often. Uh, Poor people don't smoke pipes (laughs) at all. Not it's even a corn cob one. Nope. It's it's a uh, affectation of the uh, the wealthy. I think it's like I, I one time. Uh, I don't know.
0: This is probably in my you know high school phase of me trying to find a gimmick. You know, I, I felt like I had no personality, so I tried to find a hook. And everything that I tried was just <laughs> object related. Like at one point, I was like, I'm going to carry Twizzlers. <laughs> all the time and I'm gonna be like the licorice man or something like
5: that
0: so that was one but the other time I was just like I'm gonna smoke a pipe like yeah that was that was my like it, my big idea how so old were you I was like probably like 17 or something like that you know wise and old sage and I went to CVS I was wearing a monocle at the time <laughs> yeah. and- I went to CVS I bought a pipe, which was like three bucks. I thought it was going to be way more expensive. Like right. I thought it was going to be like carved of marble and mahogany or something like that. So I go to CVS. I buy a pipe. I start smoking it. When I'm 17 years old I'm on my back porch, my dad comes out, looks at it. He goes, hey, give me that thing. And I, he goes, so I, hear, I go, hey, here, look, take a look at it. And he chucks it in the woods. That's <laughs> awesome. I was like, dad, that was my pipe. He's like, that's yeah. That's my gimmick, that's man. Where, that's where it's supposed to go. He goes, you're not smoking a pipe at 17. Good
6: parenting right yeah, that there. That was good parenting. He just
0: throws Twizzlers out the doggy
4: door. <laughs> Change your gimmick.
3: So a lot of times uh, the the issue that people have with tattoos, they tell you, well, you're never going to get a decent job with a tattoo. Well, 500 hiring managers were asked about different tattoo locations and how they might affect your chances of landing a job. Top three places you might want to avoid, probably easy to guess, your face. 78% of managers said, yeah, it would absolutely hurt your chances of getting hired. The Mm -hmm. neck. uh, Second place, 66% said you probably wouldn't get uh, a job with a neck tattoo. And 60% said hand tattoos will hurt your chances. Uh forty one percent also said forearm tattoos would probably not help you.
1: I saw a guy about. riding down uh center avenue yesterday and he had he was on a bicycle and he was tatted up from forehead down he was wearing shorts and a sleeveless shirt and he was fully tatted the whole way. He had dreadlocks and he had spikes through his nose and like stud whatever. He had the, the what are those the gauges. things? That, yes, gauges yeah. on his ears. And uh, he was just kind of riding his bike down the road. And uh, he had this really mean look on his face. And I just kept like thinking, boy, if he was smiling, I bet he wouldn't look, you know, he wouldn't look quite <laughs> as menacing. Or maybe he's just unhappy with the choice that he made because now you have to go shirtless up, all the God time. These. You gotta get your money's worth. Yeah. Can't cover
0: up all those tats. <laughs> but see, like I don't I, I feel like at some point it kinda jumped the shark because it used to be the only people who got tattoos were like the most baddest ass people on the planet. And right. then it became kind of like a little bit of like a body expression or anything like that. I, I accidentally cut some guy off in Charleston, West Virginia, and he got out of the car and he was fully tatted up and i was like this guy is either going to absolutely kill me or he's like and a uh, he just came from like a modern art museum yeah. so i can you he's, can't even weigh your he's chances gonna give you a if pamphlet. you can't scale him in a fight you know yeah, he's
1: going to give you a pamphlet telling you his next dj gig yeah he's
0: a male feminist yeah. but is just really enthusiastic about that
1: there's a
4: rapper his name is post malone and he has one of the most relatable tattoos ever He got tattooed underneath each eye always tired yeah. <laughs> always tired
5: <laughs>
4: i was like wow we should all go in that, on that. is a tattoo i could see myself getting yeah, not underneath I, my eyes though
1: i think you're going to regret that tattoo i think, think always tired you will going to regret that you're going to re- regret that only when regrets. you're not,
3: only when you're not tired
1: <laughs> yeah
0: how you feeling pretty good
3: mm. walking on sunshine I mean,
0: I one time at Penn State, I was t- talking to a guy who was kept, kept saying he was on the football team. And as he was like chugging beers, he, you ever meet somebody that just looks kind of through you like it looks like they've been to prison or like they're going to yeah. set your house on yeah. fire and you just realize there's <laughs> nothing going stare. on inside? Yeah. So as we're talking, he kept calling me the me- the professor because I had glasses on. And he's like, <laughs> you must be good at science, professor. And I was like, yeah. So typically in those situations, I would just like cuddle up to the the big alpha yeah. male in the room just in case something went down. And as we're talking, he goes, you want to see my tattoo? I was like, sure. He peels his lip down and it just, it just says F it on the inside. <laughs> I'm like... You must be really committed wow. to what? Like what? A, what a nihilistic <laughs> worldview for a, uh, a you know a, a, a guy on special teams. Like my gimmick <laughs> is
1: not working. I sh- I got to get rid
0: Here, of. Do you glasses. want a Twizzler?
3: <laughs> Seems like waiters are really tatted up these days.
1: Everybody is. I mean, anybody under the age of thirty-five is pretty well tatted up.
3: That what, used what to is be pretty well tatted up?
1: Like Pardon? like
4: what's the more number? More than
1: three oh. visible tattoos. Okay. Yeah, I mean, having one is actually <laughs> probably worse than having none. You, you either well, it depends have on how fo- big it is, right? Well, that's that's true. If you what have, you have a dragon that covers your back. Oh, boy, the amount of people who decided to get back tattoos, I cannot believe that became a thing. Did you ever see the one that Ben Affleck has? It covers the entire span of his back. It's so dumb. Isn't it like a
3: phoenix or something?
1: I dated a girl one time and she was like... Rising out of his ash.
5: She was like, (laughs) yeah,
1: I just got this tattoo done. You know, I'm really excited about it. I'm like, cool. She's like, yeah, it's on my back. I'm like, awesome. She's like, do you want to see it? I'm like, sure, I'll look at your back, whatever. And I thought it was going to be like, you know... Four by four size tattoo. It was the entire thing, and it looked oh, like a piece. friend did it.
5: It, <laughs> it. it was not like
4: awesome. It was you can't like go cheap on those.
1: Oh man! And you can't tell somebody their tattoo sucks, and the bigger it is, there's an inverse relationship between uh-huh. how big it is and how much criticism you can uh, lay on them. So I was like, oh, that looks great. It's awesome. And the whole time I'm thinking, well, I, I can't hang out with you now because you made one of the dumbest decisions ever. And I can't I, I actually can't support somebody who did something this stupid. <laughs> who uh...
5: Who would have a thought a Tasmanian
0: devil wearing an Alan
1: Fanica jersey would look
5: bad on your entire back? <laughs> you know, who would have
1: thought that? It was like a double dragon thing, and the dragons weren't, they didn't match, they weren't the same size, and they <laughs> kind of looked, it was—it was, it would be like if that old Italian lady that tried to fix that that uh, that famous painting in the church. Oh my god. Yeah. When she did that. It looked like she did the tattoo. By the way, that would be a great tattoo <laughs> be to get. An That awesome would be a good tattoo. one.
3: Did you ever watch the show Ink Master?
1: Isn't she yes. from Pittsburgh isn't there somebody well, uh, from Pittsburgh? yeah, uh, Sarah. Sarah Miller, yeah. who
3: she's she has a shop over in Bloom not not Bloomfield, Brook Brookline. Yeah, she um, tweeted she was,
1: stuff to us a couple of weeks ago. She is oh, real yes. Dude, her portraits
4: are yeah, better than anything I've ever seen.
3: She she was on the show, you were out, and yeah. uh, Scott was here. And I wanted her to do a tattoo. She's like, Yeah, my waiting list is three years.
4: Right. I'm what? Like, ah.
3: All right. <laughs> I was
4: going to get... I wanted her to do a tattoo. If the Steelers won the Super Bowl that year, I wanted them to have um, uh, Brett Kiesel's beard. And out of Brett Kiesel's beard, it was the chief riding a horse with the Brave Harp <laughs> face paint. And instead of like an axe, he had just a bunch of Lombardi trophies. She was like, that sounds like an awesome tattoo. I'd love to do that for you. I was like, Really? Can oh, you make God. it the
1: size of my entire back? Yeah.
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> Three-year waiting list for a tattoo, I would yeah. imagine there's a whole lot of people who change their minds about tattoos. drop-off.
4: I think you can jump the line if you have a little bit more dough. Okay. You know? Or
3: maybe if it's just something small and it takes like 20 minutes or a half hour.
4: But a lot of those pieces, like, people get those done over over years. Yeah. Multiple because there's you know they
0: get it done and then they get it colored in three years is just enough time for your body to go from good to bad to where a tattoo might not look so good. you know right. what I mean, like you get mm-hmm. like some people who have like the full sleeve tattoos I'm like, like I bet back in you know two thousand eight you were shredded, <laughs> <laughs> not so much, yeah, this dolphin's looking like a whale, I gotta
4: <laughs> fix this.
3: Some guy in Ohio found a Black Widow spider in his broccoli.
4: It, Shut uh, One that uh, was alive. That's why I don't eat vegetables. He <laughs> bought it at a
3: Kroger store. He found the spider while he was washing off the broccoli, put it all in a bag so he uh, uh-huh. so the spider couldn't get away. He called the store. but well, they offered him a refund for the broccoli. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, oh. Some spider lady expert came and got the spider, and some they spider adopted lady. it out
4: are you kidding wait, me We're no qu- what
3: Joe did I have you put that the the, the wait, wait, news wait, wait, report wait, wait, is on wait, wait, wait. the morning show page at dve.com
5: yeah I Why guess people they-
3: want spider- spiders as pets
0: black widows I
3: guess people have pythons you know what and-
0: let those people have Black Widows. And then when it escapes the cage one night and you become <laughs> you. a radioactive spider corpse, then, you know, th- that's
1: on you. Who wants
4: a spider? Was it Kevin McAllister's older brother, Buzz?
1: <laughs> this is uh, this is a person, I can tell you right now, that has a machete on the wall and a waterbed.
0: <laughs> no yes. question. Definitely, There's definitely a medieval axe collection yes. somewhere <laughs> in this house.
3: Uh, this will ruin your 4th of July barbecue. All it takes is one double dipper just one and microbiologists claim you open yourself up to contracting norovirus strep and even herpes oh my
1: you can get herpes from double dippers
3: apparently so
1: what are they dipping in there
3: (laughs) (laughs) on a recent episode of british reality show food unwrapped experts claimed it takes just one person to have contaminated saliva to create a petri dish inside your favorite dip, especially if it contains sour cream.
4: Now all of us that are like half awake at this point are just going to talk about herpes <laughs> around the dip table at <laughs> the next party we're at. You know you can get herpes from the dip. <laughs> what if you just
1: mix Valtrex into your dips going forward? Perfect for everybody. It's not a bad idea. Do, just- you, do you consciously not double dip? Do you know yes. you have to stop yourself? Oh, yeah. Like I, I'll do the first one, and then I, I have to kind of, like, remind myself, now, don't stick that other one in because <laughs> you're in public. You're not sitting here by yourself. But even I think if I'm by myself, if I, like, let's say it would be, like, a, a big nacho chip, like, or a carrot stick or something. I think I would turn it around. Yeah, you to yeah. rotate. You go to the other side. Yeah, no doubt. I think that has become my... I haven't really thought about it too often but i think that's my uh, my process now it's a difficult concept it's like one of
0: those like two step concepts that kids don't really understand mm-hmm. like kids understand simple commands but like that's that was one we were at a, a birthday party and my son i i did i caught him out of the corner of my eye and he was like on the fifth pretzel that he was just taking little nibbles from then scooping back in the hummus <laughs> taking a little nibble from scooping back in the hummus he has herpes. So,
5: right.
1: <laughs> we are very... <laughs> in just an
3: hour, the bacteria or virus in a contaminated dip can nearly double. Uh, it's one thing to double and triple dip, as we said, when you're home by yourself. But if you're at a party, then you can't do that. Just put some on a plate.
1: Yeah. No uh, no bueno.
3: Plus, you don't know who else is double dipping.
1: I, I don't trust my friends at all.
4: No. Like I, I like have, not being scared that, that I'm getting herpes from somebody
0: else, and I know that I'm just giving myself herpes that I already have.
4: <laughs> so it's a cycle. I feel like right. that
0: would be a fun party to game to play. Is just like let's take odds on on who out of everybody here may have herpes and shouldn't be double dipping. <laughs> infected. Who has herpes? <laughs>
3: Metallica said months ago, they would donate the Polar Music Prize cash award to their All Within My Hands Foundation, and the foundation has returned most of that money to Sweden. The award is worth about $130,000, and Billboard reports that 50% of it will go to the Stockholm City Mission, which supports the homeless, 25% to the World Childhood Foundation, which was founded by Sweden's Queen Sylvia, and 25% to the Afghanistan National Institute of Music, which was also a winner of a Polar Music Prize this year. Finally, Will Ferrell is helming his own Netflix comedy movie. The project is called Eurovision. It'll be based on the annual international music competition, the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, he will write and star in the film and will also help produce. Eurovision does not have a premiere date yet. Showers
1: and thunderstorms
3: possible today. Temperatures again in the low 80s. It's 67 at DV. It
1: is the DV Morning Show. Wednesday morning, Mr. Wednesday is here. You shake
0: at his touch and you tremble. This song
4: makes it sound like you have a lot of tattoos, mm-hmm,
0: and, and herpes. You're looking a lot herpes. So I'm scared to get my vaccinations, so I'm not. I'm not even going. Not even going that <laughs> route.
5: Yes, you're
4: looking. For I still can't believe people are adopting black widow spiders.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't understand why anybody does anything. People
3: have scorpions and tarantulas. Any That's deadly
1: animal to, to to keep it captive. I don't understand <laughs> what jollies you get out of that. At least if you, you could have kill me, but I have you trapped. But like you're some weird James Bond villain in your head. Yeah.
3: At least if you have a tiger, you can find it.
1: Yeah. That's yeah true. I mean, if you're lucky. <laughs> if <laughs> yeah. it doesn't
3: find you first, if you have a black widow spider, it's like, well, where'd it go? Where, Where it, could it might be, be in, my it's broccoli. in my shoe.
1: <laughs> if it gets lost, you're
0: totally screwed. Right. Plus, I mean, m- mammals at least have personalities. Like what what kind of a affection can you draw from a black widow spider? They mate
3: and kill. That's their that's like, their yeah. life purpose.
1: But how venomous are they though? They can ki- like when they Oh, I think I they're know. like super, aren't it, yeah, they? Yeah, do they kill you little- or do they like give you like life threatening? <laughs> Joe Joe look up uh, they just give How you deadly is can a black widow spider? Can you die from spider?
3: a black widow spider?
1: Can you die from a brown recluse? I think so. <sighs> And We I,
3: have those around here.
1: I I just assume every brown spider is a brown recluse, which is a weird yes. name, as if it's like not as sociable as the other spiders. <laughs> I or just something. don't like to go out anymore, guys. Just I'm just a brown recluse. I they, just like brown to recluse people that are in my house
3: rarely kill people, but it is important to get medical attention as you can get pretty sick. As if you're ever bitten by a brown recluse, tell an adult immediately. <laughs> God,
1: just that just made me ah. Tell an adult. I've had a few spider. Bu- My house is full of spiders because I got a bunch of trees around where mm-hmm. I live, and you can spray for spiders. But I've always had dogs, and it was like really toxic. And I always thought there's so many other bugs. It's kind of cool to have spiders They're, eating all the it's other bugs. There's a defense bugs. system. Yeah. Like we're living together. I always looked at it, but you know, occasionally they don't see Symbiotic. it that way. And uh, I, you know, I wake up with like a welt on my leg or something, but I've gotten bit on the face a, a bunch of times where I like woke up and I'm like, those aren't zits. What happened? Like, And they're like these two like plunger like yeah. marks on my face. I'd, I'd start spraying if I were you. I may. I don't know. Now that the, I, I feel like it's so hot and the weather is so weird, I, I think that everything has gone crazy and I'm using chemicals to combat it. There's this comedian,
0: uh, his name, I, I, do you remember Gary Gallman? Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had this un- unbelievable joke. I think this was him. He had this unbelievable joke about how th- everybody always cites that statistic like you know the average American eats like 16 spiders in their sleep. And his point was he goes, what kind of sadistic researcher <laughs> concocted that study? Where he just allowed a spider. He's sitting there watching and observing people just consuming spiders in their sleep. A normal person would shake someone away and go, there's a spider on your mouth.
4: There's a black widow on your lip. That's
3: Diatomaceous one. earth is a natural way to kill bugs. What's that? Diatomaceous earth.
1: That sounds well, um, like a guy that plays yeah, for
3: the Warriors. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he had a terrible, terrible, yeah, a terrible playoff. Series, yeah. Yeah. It's
3: a natural way to kill bugs. It's basically um, like crustaceans all ground up, and they're it's <laughs> all microscopically. It's really jagged, so ah, when the bugs crawl across like it, it just like tootsies. it uh, destroys their exoskeleton, and they just shrivel up and die.
1: Black widow is the most venomous spider in North America, fifteen times more potent than rattlesnake venom. Ugh. Absolutely terrifying. Rarely yeah. kills Great people. Great pets. And, and let's, where where let's, are they? Let's find where a foster home for this uh for this killing machine.
4: Like where do they live? Where where
1: do black let's, widows live? They rarely Fine, kill yeah. people, so that is one good component. It's
0: that, that's, that's always the, the two sided coin with nature is that you enjoy so much about nature, but nature also has some horrific mutant animals in there like that. Like my son got a tick. Last year, because yeah. we live next to like a, a wildlife preserve, like mm-hmm. our our house butts up against it. And for all the turkeys and chipmunks and everything that I like seeing, after I saw that tick, I literally wanted to take a propane torch and just burn the entire forest <laughs> down. <laughs> right. I found
3: three ticks on my dog yesterday.
1: Three. Yeah, and yeah, uh, like to get an through, Elon Musk through the day, flamethrower, and he's got tick protection.
3: Yeah, no, they weren't they weren't um, embedded, uh. but I found one this morning. Well, I'm just so I I. There's no reason for their existence.
1: That's why I want to get a pet possum. <sighs> they eat ticks. They eat yes. ticks. They'll I want to get a tattoo possums. of a tick just to throw everyone off. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh my God! There's a tick on your neck.
1: You're gonna get burned with lighters.
5: People <laughs> doing that. <laughs>
1: Mike Pursuit is coming in. He has a sports update for you. When we return on the DVE Morning Show, uh, we've got uh, pitcher Stephen Brault from the Pirates hey. joining us at nine fifteen. He sang the national anthem last night. And he was really good. Is he in the coffee house? Mark Madden at uh, nine forty-five. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. What's the word, Mike?
6: Sports is out, brought to you by BobbyRayhall.com. It was all about the pitchers before and during what became a 3-2 to Brewers victory over the Pirates last night, one that evened up the current series at PNC Park at one game apiece. The Pirates got another okay start out of Jamison Tyone, a couple bloop, blue cheapy hits, a couple hard ones. Five innings, seven hits total, three runs all of them earned one walk and seven K's. He keeps striking out way more people than he walks, and he keeps having one bad batter or one bad inning that just takes it down from outstanding to serviceable. And it's serviceable or not what you'd expect from right. your horse kind of thing. Um stay tuned on Tyon. I still think he's gonna turn it around and reel off some time. I don't
1: I don't think anybody has lost confidence in him. Yeah. You know,
6: okay. Don't you, in, in the event you had, yeah, I would say reconsider.
1: Well, no, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> trying to uh, say that. You know, that was a ridiculous uh, assertion, but I think that uh, he's his character, his makeup. He's the kind of guy that you're like, oh, he's not a bonehead, and he's not letting any of the negativity yeah, surrounding so the team. So he's singularly focused.
6: Yeah, he falls to four and six. The RA four point oh three. You, you would expect much better in both of those departments. Uh, rookie Freddie Peralta, outstanding for Milwaukee. Uh, just his third big league start, six innings, only two hits allowed, no runs, no walks, and seven Ks. Parts eventually reaching the Brewers for uh, an RBI double by Jordy Mercer and Starling Marte's ninth home run of the year, but a little too little and a little too late as the Brewers win it three to two in front of an announced crowd of fourteen thousand one hundred fifty-two, not including the dogs.
4: Announced, I like that. Well, I'm, did you check in? Yeah, I did. What'd you think? I thought that that was the announced attendance. Yeah. And not
1: the real attendance. But they always do. So I think they hover around 10,000 season tickets sold, right? I think.
6: It's not good for a showdown against the first place Brewers. I know it's a Tuesday night, but...
1: They had 24,000 over the course of two games. Yeah. It's... T- it's it's un- not sustainable, but the reaction from the team should not be to blame the fans and go, well, you guys aren't showing up, so we can't
6: spend money on players because we already did show up. Although they did took a drastic uh, some drastic action last night. Rather than have to pay a National Anthem singer 15 or $20 <laughs> to sing the song, they went to Stephen Brault, who had to show up anyway. Mm-hmm. He was going to be there. That's right. Might as well have him sing the National Anthem. Right. I, ho- I hope they use that cash to go out and get somebody. So it turns out he uh, sang the National Anthem pretty well. All the starting pitchers who aren't starting the
5: that thing.
6: Awesome,
1: he did wow. a great job. He's going to be on the show today at 9:15. We're going to have Stephen Brawld on to talk about his. Singing. Stunning performance singing good. the National Anthem last night.
6: Did you know he majored in musical performance with a uh, vocal performance emphasis at Division Two Regis University in Denver? Well, no, now we don't need to have him on the show. Joe, cancel Stephen Brawl. <laughs> we got the backstory. Did you know he uh, appeared in a high school musical as Joe Hardy in Damn Yankees? Spoiler alert, Mike. Spoiler alert. We're trying to talk to this guy later. <laughs> well, there's uh, a lot of stuff we can talk to him. Oh, yeah. Right? This is wetting the
4: whistle. Well, I think we're going to talk to him about musicals now. It's like,
6: yeah, you're drowning the whistle. I mean, there's a baseball player who was in a baseball musical. Yes, no, I get the significance of that. You, I wonder you if the, the you love The Greatest show. Do you know the Damn Yankees story?
1: I do know the Damn Yankees story. About Wait a
6: second. I, I
4: DVR'd it. So, <laughs> no spoilers.
1: Yeah, it's from like the... Fifties? I was gonna say late forties, fifties. Yeah. Uh they did a performance of it a few years ago and it was like a super weird artistic they being modification. Some theater group. And it was in town and Rob King was here doing sports filling in for you when you were out one day and and uh he was like Hey, uh, what's going on this weekend? Anything going on? I I want to get out with my wife. And I was like, hey, there's this super weird adaptation of Damn Yankees or something that's going on if you want to go check it out. And he's like, you know what? That sounds cool. And it was like nudity. It was like really bizarre performance art. And he was like, I don't think that's part of the original
6: score.
5: (laughs) He
1: was
6: like,
5: uh,
1: I'll tell you what, uh, when you said it was Damn Yankees, uh, I didn't realize he uh, was a no, different no. Oh. version. And I'm like, oh, I dude, I'm really sorry. thought you said
4: damn Yankers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Different show.
1: <laughs> and he's like, that was uh, an eye opener. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I don't normally send people to like weird, freaky, kinky plays. <laughs> <laughs> Is
4: that the J- James Cagney movie? No. Or, or no, that's Yankee Doodle Dandy.
1: Yeah. It's a different Yankees also. <laughs> Damn Yankees
6: is like the crossroads of baseball, right? The guy, uh, he's a Washington Senators fan. They stink. The Yankees win all the time. He hates the Yankees. So the devil appears and makes a deal that will turn him into this super baseball player who can lead the Senators over ah, the Yankees. Right. And, you know, in exchange, you got to give up the soul for eternity. Right. The crossroads of baseball. But the guy is willing to do this. And then when he after he does it, the, the devil sends a whore after him to kind of keep him on the crooked path as opposed to the straight now, and he realized that he loved his wife too much to be this guy and uh It's an,
1: a, it's kinda of like the natural. There's a dramatic conclusion.
6: You had me at crooked whore. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. There's there's a movie, an old movie which is kind of cheese ball, but in Who's in way, it? Do you know? Any I, any I big star? I can't remember. Not James Cagney? No. All the old bases. Yankee Yankee Doodle Dandy, very good. Yeah, the George M. Cohan story. That's also a musical. Yes. Did Stephen Prokop perform in Yankee Doodle Dandy? Cagney does tap dancing and uh, really. Ah, I'm a
4: pirate doodle dandy. In all the Cagney's
6: movies that like that, there's one he did uh, where he was director of a play at West Point. Believe it or not, too. He always speaks instead of sings. Because I'm guessing he couldn't really sing. Yeah. But he would get these... He was singers. big enough star. He would get these acting roles where he had to sing a little bit, and he'd just fake his way through I
4: don't know what I... I don't know how to sing. <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's my James Cagney. That's good that you pulled oh, the James yeah. Cagney you, out there. You dirty rat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> was that your first impression that you learned how to do? No. <laughs>
0: he
1: just tried that.
0: I just,
6: <laughs> for the first time.
1: Uh, Stephen Brault uh, will be on the show. We'll ask him if he was in Pirates of Penzance.
6: I'll bet he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's. I tell you what, pretty, pretty good. That was impressive. Me too. Ten thousand people there to to apply the pressure, or fourteen. <laughs> Plus, you get all that echo from the empty seats. You got to make sure, you know. You separate. know what? He powered through it. He, That's the, tough.
1: He, if you listen to the whole thing, he really did. He did a Jimerson on it. He didn't wait and bask in the glory yeah. of his own singing. He just kept plowing straight through. I yep. like that kind of version. Yeah.
6: It was very good. I, I really, uh, I was curious. My favorite
1: part about the Jimerson version is is when he gets through the, uh, to the part where it says, through the night, everybody else sings it, through the night. He goes, through the night. Yeah. He just he's, da, da, cruises. Da. Yeah. It's like a note and a half
6: it's instead of three big clunkers. He's like, <laughs> let's go. Let's get this going. Kind of like the slap shot band before the big game. Exactly. Syracuse. Uh, NHL awards are tonight. Speaking of hockey, Penguins aren't going to win any. No, no individual uh, awards up.
1: Uh, nobody's up for anything.
6: Uh-uh. Is this their big gala that they're the number this one is, celebrity that
0: they, they get to host? It is Will Arnett. This is the That's gala their in Vegas. Yeah. Is that, he hosting it this year? I don't know, but it always just seems funny to me because they host it in Vegas. It airs at eight o'clock here, which means it's five o'clock p.m. out there, a hundred, which degrees. means no one's having fun. It's
1: so hockey, not yet. It, it keeps them from getting hammered at least before this award ceremony. Well, although oh, I don't know if you're going to stop O V from doing that. Yeah. But they, I know they had Jay Baruchel. Is that how you say his name? The guy, the, the actor Canadian actor kid. Yeah,
0: she's out of my league. He
1: hosted it one time. And they basically just get Canadian comedic actors to host this thing, right? But there's like no fireworks
0: like there are at any other award shows. Like I oh. I want like you know Eric Carlson to go up there and pull a like a, a Kanye and just be like, Yeah, Brent Burns, you won the Norris trophy, but like I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs>
6: you know, no like, chance. The three candidates for MVP are Taylor Hall, Mike Hoffman's girlfriend, Anze Kopitar, and Nathan McKinnon. What? What? Are you kidding me? I, I kid you that not. That
4: is absurd.
0: One, one team
4: didn't I mean, make they the may playoffs. Well, they may
6: well be the most deserving candidates. They may not. I haven't really analyzed it. But boy, no Ovechkin, no Crosby, no no nobody that you really have heard of. I mean. Connor McDavid is a finalist for the players MVP, which is the Ted Lindsay Award. That's, that's the MVP according to the NHLPA. Yeah,
0: all these MVPs that either did nothing in the playoffs or didn't make the playoffs,
6: except Ovechkin, doesn't seem very except valuable. Play- playoffs doesn't count. Oh, these guys, yeah, Taylor Hall, uh, really took the Devils to ridiculous heights, right? The Kings they out in four, they could, get swept. Could, could they have possibly been swept in the first round yeah. without, yeah. without Kopitar's contributions? Yeah. I mean, I mean the Avalanche had a huge you.
1: bounce back. They went from like the worst, worst team in the league to, yeah.
6: to being a wild card team, but still, you can catch that on NBC, SN at eight o'clock.
1: Yeah, thanks for the tip. I'll be watching reruns of the World Cup. It's been very, it's been actually very easy to not pay attention to the World Cup scores and then watch later broadcasts of them. I'm gonna find the damn Yankees. You don't have to. It's fine.
6: Maybe cut up some sound for them.
1: No, it's fine. <laughs> Val has I uh, hate those damn Yankees. That's what. See, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm trying to avoid. Fat, what do you got coming up? Bennett's well, if you, you want to be favorite. happy,
3: you should pick up a hobby.
6: <laughs> uh, pick up a hobby. Well, ask Mark Is that Madden. The right if...
3: verbiage? Yeah, do you think he's
6: up? ever seen the uh, damn Yankees? Who? Madden?
1: Oh uh, no, Madden's no fan of music. He would never or admit to it. to it. No, he hates baseball. He hates music. He hates most things. He loves soccer. If there was a Led Zeppelin movie about
6: hockey, he'd be all over it. <laughs> yeah, he loves <laughs> soccer, cats. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wait, the musical cats?
6: Yes. If- it's the DVE
1: morning show. Steven Brault, Pitcher of the Pirates, will be on a little bit later on this morning to talk about his stunning national anthem performance last night. He's got a tattoo on his left forearm. Have you guys seen that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? It's like a sleeve. It looks like a Qbert field. <laughs> yeah. Remember the game, Cubert? Uh,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, I do. And it dates me uh, considerably, but. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what it is. I'm sure there's a new video game that that applies to, but it's like a bunch of diamonds. All like, it looks like a game field. I don't...
3: We can ask him.
1: that will be great. Well, now I'm not going to... I'm on pins and needles until 9.15. (laughs) (laughs) Teaser. What a tease. Uh, There's a kid in Philadelphia named Kevin Davis. He just graduated from high school. He never missed a single day of school his entire life. I don't know about you guys. That's incredible. I had horrible attendance. Really bad. I was sick all the time. I had awful allergies. Doctors trying to figure out what's wrong with me. I missed most of my 10th grade year due to a horrible medical issue. And uh, this is unthinkable to me.
0: I would say that over the majority of my sick days were completely fake. Oh, yeah. No question. I'm sure I could have hit a good good percentage on
1: attendance, but... I I chose not to. From pre-kindergarten through 12th grade, he made it to school every day. 2,340 days in a row. He dislocated his shoulder playing football last year, still showed up for class the next morning. Oh, I definitely would have taken a day there.
4: This kid is like the Cal Ripken of
0: attendance. <laughs>
4: Well, it probably gets a, to a, a point streak. like
0: your your sophomore it's like uh, when a when a pitcher's pitching a shutout, like nobody nobody even realizes it <laughs> until around the sixth inning, you start thinking <laughs> right. about
1: it, and then you gotta then you gotta go for it the rest of the way. He says he's watched his parents get up and go to work his whole life, even when they didn't feel great. So that's where he gets his work ethic. See, this is the problem that I have with all stories related
0: to children who do great things is that they clearly have some type of PR person coming up with their copy because mm-hmm. i really want you to think that a 16 year old like think like my mom and dad work so hard or was is that a prepared statement that's the cynic
1: in me um, what lawyer wrote this for this kid <laughs> now that he's graduated he's hoping to go to a culinary school and open a restaurant called oma oma goodness it's a shout out to his grandmother oma who passed away back in 2010 now, some of his teachers from school were so inspired by him, they started a GoFundMe page this month to help his tuition. Like, isn't, hey, that's pretty good. Isn't Oma like the German word for grandma? Mm-hmm. Like Opa, Opa and Oma? Oma. They've uh, raised $20,000 for this kid's education already, which for culinary school, that'll pay half a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he needs about $5,000 more to hit their goal. Uh, he's It's crazy to me that this kid was able to do that. I definitely faked my way out of a lot of school days but I think it's actually good to do that I think it's good to like have some hooky days when you're a kid yeah and uh watch The prices Right oh yeah <laughs> and, like Laverne and Shirley was like on all the time happy days when I was a kid you know bonus time you're just laying in front of the TV dude it informed my entire show business sensibility to sit there and watch <laughs> Gary Marshall sitcoms when I was a kid in the match game who didn't want to live life in the backstage of the match game but one thing I definitely got good at was when my parents got divorced, I used that to get out of a lot of days of school. Oh, why not? You, got, you have a golden ticket right there. Emotional distress? Oh, yeah. Well, I remember one time I was like laying in bed and my dad's like, get your ass out of bed. Let's go. You got to get to school. You're going to miss your ride. And I was like, I don't want to go. I can't believe you guys have done this to us. You know, he's like, uh, "GD closes the door." You know, <laughs> I'm not dealing with it. Stay home, then. And immediately, nah, you just, got me there. All right, I don't really. I'm not really that upset about it. I just kind of want to blow off today, sit around and eat cereal. See, I also had stay home days with for aesthetic purposes. I remember I got like a zit on my chin,
0: and I was like, "I'm not going to school." Yeah. My mom was like, oh "No, you're going God. to school." I was like, "There is no." friggin' way, I'm going to school right now. We need a three-day plan of how we're going to attack this thing before I show my
1: face in public It's on
4: my lip, Mom. (laughs) It's on my lip.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I definitely had my share of those. And being, like, that age, you get destroyed if you have, like... Uh,
4: Oh, my God. A blind pimple? Yeah. Like, I had this pimple (laughs) on my cheek that I could see. I could see <laughs> You could it.
1: look down and see it.
4: He was like, I no, I'm not doing this. And then you're like, I'll pop it. I'll pop it. I'll put alcohol on it. It'll be gone by tomorrow. And then you try to pop it and it doesn't pop. And you're like, ah! and you uh. just make it worse.
0: Oh, it was it was that, those purple. types of zits that would like call your face for reservations four days in advance. You're like, <laughs> I'm not going to show up right now, but around Friday when you
1: got pictures, yep. yeah, then I'm going to pop up. I had this the painful uh, ones. Oh, you just I, feel it just feel it under out. the
3: surface. It doesn't really break out. I had a great
1: technique of getting rid of those zits. I would take one of those StrideX pads. Oh. And I would just let it sit on there. I would like try to Keep it burn on. that thing off, <laughs> which is the worst. I'm going to wear do. my T zone out. Oh yeah, my T zone will be dry <laughs> as the Sahara.
0: Plus, it must be genetic because like even now, I'll get pimples. Like, but they'll be like on my earlobe or something <laughs> like that. And you're like, why did it go there?
1: I get adult acne all the time. It's, uh, I think it's partially. The sleep and all the other stuff and stress. But I thought it would have gone away. I didn't think I'd ever have to deal with the zit after you graduate high school. I thought yeah. that was like, all right. But when I got into college, I mean, there'd be just gnarly ones all the time. You're like, oh, great. <laughs> All right. Today's a hat day. Bowman, <laughs> well, I you wear glasses? I do. Today I wear glasses. <laughs> yeah, they just as my, my acne lips. cleared up, I started going bald. So that, that
0: really that helps me out a lot. <laughs>
1: well, uh, as luck would have it, uh, you are two years away from a cure, they think. 2020 is when they think that j- the Japanese cure that they came up with this year is going to pass federal... Uh, regulations and be mass marketed. They bad
4: think, news is they're gonna have Japanese hair though. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> have mind. straight, thick black hair. <laughs> really
1: fine. I <laughs> like that. Like we we automatically assume you're gonna take on all the characteristics of there was the super racist mash episode where a guy got he was a racist and he got blood from a black guy transfused and he and uh he was like, I don't want any black guy's blood, so they decided no. to play a trick on him, and they tricked him <laughs> by doing like all of these super racist things, so that like when he woke up, he's like, what are all those watermelon rinds and fried chicken doing there? And they're <laughs> oh like, I don't God. know. You got up in the middle of the night, and you were oh, starving. dear Lord. And, and so they just played out all of these horrible racist that's stereotypes. way
4: more racist that's than what, what I, I thought. What I thought you were going to say he gave him the transfusion, and he woke up talking jive.
1: No. They gave him the transfusion, but he was like freaking out about it. So they wanted to scare him. So they made all of these like racist jokes around him to make him paranoid and make him think, "Oh no!" What
3: what show was this? Mash.
1: Oh, B- I think no, it was like a Trapper John era. It was on a repeat. We were down in New Orleans with a bunch of friends, and everyone's like getting ready to go out. And it was like on the TV, and we started watching it, and everybody was dying. Yeah, like of this is the most horrific thing they ever put on television. And it was big yucks. The uh, you know, the canned laughter and yeah. stuff. What's that fried chicken doing there? I don't know. You got up and you just wanted to eat that.
5: Little did crazy. we know
1: Robert Downey Jr. would pull that off 30 years
0: after the fact. See Thomas
5: mm-hmm. Howell. <laughs> yeah. Before him. Soul Man. Soul Man. Man. Oh, yeah.
0: A movie. That was a little before my time.
4: That, yeah, would but Robert, never
1: be
0: made.
4: Robert Downey Jr. was like officially the last chopper out of nom on that. He got nominated for an Oscar <laughs> for that performance.
1: Oh, yeah. It was really good. He I'm was a dude. Disguised by a dude playing another dude. He was really good in that movie. But see Thomas Howell? That's the one. He is jive talking and stuff like that. It's bad. Really bad. <laughs> and then there's another movie with um, Godfrey, Cambridge Godfrey or something. I can't remember the comedian's name back in the uh, early 70s. It's called Watermelon Man. He uh, a, all right. He, no. He he was a black comic. And, and it was... They had him in white face to start the movie, and then he turns into a black guy. So the reverse of Soul Man. Yes. See, now that, I feel like, could work. I don't know why. I got no soul, man. It was not a great movie, but it was one of the movies that were in our Video USA rental that was staring us in the face all the time, which was like the first blockbuster by us when we started renting videotapes, and when that world, when that... Wonderful world opened up to all of us. Beautiful, uh, wonderful world. Where you walked in and you're like magic. Movies as far as the eye can see, and you would watch terrible stuff just because the cover looked cool. So we'll get that.
0: We're getting Tango and Cash. I remember my mom. I'd always like be like asking to rent like you know Ninja movies when I was like you know you know, 11 years old, but the ninja movies I was renting that my mom was just like, ah, eh, fine. It was like Jean-Claude Van Damme, like people getting like knifed and like <laughs> illicit sex scenes and like she was just in the other room making dinner and I'm she thinks I'm watching like a Ninja Turtles
1: spinoff. And yeah. You're
0: watching Lionheart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Coggle, Mr. Wednesday, uh, with us this morning, but he will uh, return to join us for the DVE Comedy Festival, which is next Weekend. He'll be on stage at the Arcade Comedy Theater for the second show on Friday night. And do you have any shows this coming weekend? Not this weekend. I'm just hitting the gym for for the the Comedy Fest. Good deal. Right. And, and we have uh, two shows on Saturday for the DVE Comedy Festival, the podcast day, 4.20 p.m., the Doug Benson, Doug Loves Movies podcast at the Rex Theater and Burt Kreischer's Burtcast, 9 p.m. at the Rex and tickets available right now at com. Val has your news coming up next. Valerie, what do you got?
3: Well, if you want to be happy, you should... Find a hobby to enjoy. That's all it takes.
1: Good deal. Stephen brought from the Pirates, 815. Mark Madden in the 9 o'clock hour. Also our friend Tom Grealish from the Mario Lemieux Foundation giving us a shout to talk about some of the great stuff they've been up to.
4: Is that the J- James Cagney movie? No. Or no, that's Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah, it's a
6: different Yankees also.
1: <laughs> Damn Yankees is like
6: the crossroads of baseball, right? The guy, uh, he's a Washington Senators fan, they stink, the Yankees win all the time, he hates the Yankees, so the devil appears and makes a deal that'll turn him into this super baseball player who can lead the Senators over ah, the Yankees. Right. It's the, a, it's kind of like the natural. There's a dramatic conclusion, really. Uh, you I'm a pirate doodle, dad. In indeed. all the Cagney's movies that, like that, there's one he did um, where he was director of a play at West Point, believe it or not, too. He always speaks instead of sings. Because I'm guessing he couldn't really sing. Yeah. But he would get these... He was sing- big enough star. He would get these acting roles where he had to sing a little bit, he'd just fake his way through
4: I don't know what I... I don't know how to sing. <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's my James Cagney. That's good that you pulled oh, the James yeah. Cagney you, out there.
4: You dirty rat.
6: <laughs> wow.
2: Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Val pretty much speaks speaks for everyone there with the... <laughs> Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow.
4: Underwhelmed. That's what my impressions do to audiences across the country, Val. (laughs) I'd like to do my very current and relevant Jimmy Cagney impersonation
1: for you right now. (laughs) Well, it's not like I dragged it out of nowhere. It was at least relevant to the conversation. No, right? no, no, I know. I just meant if, in the context of you around the... Never mind. Val, what do you got coming up?
3: Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Eleven. It's 66 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by Xfinity from Comcast. Canada is moving to legalize marijuana. The country's Senate gave final passage to a bill that legalizes weed possession, home growing, and sale... Sales could begin in just 8 to 12 weeks after the federal government gives final approval for the bill to become law. Legalizing marijuana fulfills a promise by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. And starting in September, New York City police will issue summonses as opposed to making arrests for most people smoking pot in public. In making the announcement yesterday, Mayor Bill DeBlasio says he expects the changes to result in roughly 10,000 fewer marijuana-related arrests annually and will balance fairness with public safety. Those who have no ID on them, a recent history of violence, outstanding warrants, or are smoking weed while driving will still be subject to arrests. This summer, why not take up a new hobby? A study published in the Annals of Behavioral Medicine found that people with hobbies were way happier and way healthier than those who don't have a passion outside of their work. So I guess that's all it takes, just crochet or... Find a passion.
1: And it can't be bird like watch. porn. It can't be a vice. It needs <laughs> to be like, like something. I found my yeah. passion. I had a friend who got way into... X hamster. Those, those remote control planes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he got way and he just goes flying his plane now, and he's like yeah. addicted to it. And he thinks about it like twenty four seven. It's his life. He loves that stuff.
3: Well, that's good. Yeah, and he, that's
1: a that's the kind of stuff. though. Clean living, right? It can't be like I'm. I'm obsessed with alcohol. <laughs> it's I've gotten my hobby. I've gotten
4: way too into lawn care, and I need to. I need to calm down. No, no way, okay. dude. It's that's relaxing. a good one. It's a good. That is such a good OCD thing. I yeah. hate
3: it, but it, Some people love
4: it. I don't like, like, I'm not talking about, like, oh, I just can't go out and stop, like, mowing my lawn. Like, I want to know all about what's happening
1: in Different my yard. Different types of grass. Yeah. 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 There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good hobby.
3: You're a homeowner now, so. Yeah.
1: My dad has always been a big flower guy. Like, planting flowers awesome. was always the thing. Yeah, he's was always obsessed with flowers. Mm-hmm. Like, there would be, like, a shipment of flowers at his house- and he'd spend you know, a week and a half, two weeks at the beginning of the summer planting flowers and then just doing maintenance and care of them for the rest of the summer. And I'm, he'd be smoking a cigarette with a beer, watering everything, you know?
4: <laughs> not the, uh, the picture that most people have in their heads when they think of gardeners smoking oh. a cigarette.
1: He'd have a Stroh's and a Merit 100. <laughs>
4: <laughs> just sitting outside. <laughs> Why not? Feeding the plants, killing himself.
1: That's right.
3: And speaking of being a (laughs) homeowner, if you uh, do have a home, you know there seems to be an endless list of things that need done around the house. The average home currently needs nine different repairs right now. Nine. And a third of the people have just been putting off and putting it off for over a year at this point. (laughs) Uh, The ten chores we are most likely to put off, painting, remodeling the bathroom, which that's like a major major uh, endeavor I think painting
1: for some people is like lawn care for you there are some people who really love painting they love Mm -hmm. the process of it like cooking there's something about painting I love painting but I've already painted my whole house so I'm done
3: (laughs) (laughs) installing new carpet landscaping
1: installing new carpet is a pain in the ass unless you have the right tools right well yeah
3: yeah, somebody else does
1: that yeah
4: gotta have those like those kickers or whatever I don't know what the
1: hell the, the stretchers Stretchers, kickers, all of them. You need to have both.
3: Remodeling the kitchen. <laughs> carpet. I'm
1: telling you, carpet installers have worse orthopedic health than baseball catchers. Oh, yeah. oh their hands have to be mangled. Their, it's their knees. knees, their knees are shot. Really? <clears throat> oh, yeah. They're kicking stuff with their knees constantly. They're bent. They're up and down all the whole time. Carpet installers have a they have a rough go.
3: Uh fixing the drywall. Fixing or replacing a door, fixing or replacing a window, other floor repairs and roof work, roof repairs.
1: The problem when you let stuff like that go is it's very easy for me to just get used to the hole in the wall yes. or the thing that needs to be fixed not being fixed. I think a saying. lot of people, and do then that. I don't think about it, and then someone comes over and they're like, "Hey, dude." That looks really hobo. Like, fix that.
3: <laughs> but the other thing is, too, then it's like an avalanche of things. Yeah. Because, yep. oh, the faucet drips. Ah, you know, I'll get to that later. Or the doorknob is loose. and
4: We have one of those sinks that has, you know, like the, the faucet, like, comes out and it's the hose. Mm-hmm. Like, the actual faucet is the hose. But it's, like, lo- lazy now. So it doesn't really go all the way back in and it's just <laughs> kind of droopy. I'm like, oh my God, I have like erectile dysfunction on this faucet. <laughs> I, I don't know how to fi- How do you fix it? Other than getting a brand new faucet. Yes, you get a brand new faucet.
1: I got lots of stuff that I, I, I'd i like to do. I'm like, faucet
4: isn't in the budget. I got other
1: things going on. Do you,
3: do you want to do them or you want to have somebody do them for you? No,
1: I mean, there are like... Total rudimentary things that I can do that I need to do. Mm -hmm. Then there's the next level stuff that I need people to come do that I'm really counting on some, at some point, somebody coming over and helping me with.
4: Well, see, that's the, the, you have two options. You either pay someone a lot of money to do it or you become an absolute maniac and learn how to do it yourself. But YouTube allows you to learn how to do that stuff. That's what I've I've been in wormholes. I'm like, because I, we, you know, we, I was getting a grass cut service and I I called the guy and said, hey, man, I'm uh, I'm stepping it up. I got to do this. I'm going like a drug over. dealer. You'll be yeah. back. You'll be back. They don't know what you're
1: doing. Everyone tries to quit.
4: So I was like, why do I have these brown spots in my in my yard? I don't have a pet. Like what? Why? Well, cut my grass too short. Expose the Dead roots. spots. Yeah. Burns out the. I didn't know that. I didn't have grass.
1: Yeah, you didn't. See, so you grew up a city kid. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So now I'm like, okay, I'm like, all right, I gotta go get the uh, the 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 seed. What kind of? What, they're like, well, what kind of grass do you have? Do you have Kentucky bluegrass or do you have fescues? I'm like, ah, uh, what? <laughs> Some of it's dead. Does that uh, help? Yeah, I have dead. Grass. I got no grass. That's what kind of grass I got. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Give me an all-encompassing seed here.
1: Dude, I used to I used to cut grass around the neighborhood, and I had a secondhand Toro lawnmower that was totally not safe. Like it didn't stop when you got off of it, you know Uh I was supposed to, and all that. And it's like someone took the governor off it; it went way too fast. And I loved that damn thing. Did it have a bag attached to it? Oh yeah, you know you had to have those two bags. But like a lot of them were along the lake shore, so you could just dump the stuff over the lake, which was like really easy. You didn't have to bag it. But I, I loved mowing lawn when I was a kid. It was a perfect O C D thing. Get straight lines. Oh, and then Tim looking at it afterwards, particular. you're like, Yeah, dude, that feels really good looking at those lines. Now I'm like, oh
4: God, I have uneven spots. Now I've got to, you know, feather those in. I've got to do, gotta gotta do get, the
1: checkerboard effect? Get some, no. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Dude. Gotta get the checkerboard going. That's the next thing you're gonna get into. I think your, your house is gonna look like PNC Park by the time you're done, Bill.
4: <laughs>
3: I think this is why Tim hates it when I mow the grass. Because he's very particular about the lines and...
1: I'm like that when I yeah. use a vacuum cleaner on shag rugs. <laughs>
4: no, I, I, yeah. I, need, yeah. I need to have straight My grandma straight lines. used to yeah. have it fan. Yeah. Oh, and then I... we'd walk into the living room and she'd smack us in the back of the head. <laughs> that room's not to be walked in. It's our living room.
1: <laughs> living is in the room. How many times have I told you to hover?
3: <laughs> I just look at it this way. If you want it to be pretty, you do it. If I do it, it's just getting done.
4: Right. The grass. It's Just getting a haircut. That's a right. Dude flow-by.
3: Maybe, yeah.
1: Cutting grass. He,
3: he likes to be out in the yard. He enjoys it. Nice. It's, I do not.
1: You know. Well, you got ticks and snakes. I mean, your house is like, yeah, basically don't. like an exhibit at the zoo. <laughs> the only time
4: Val rolls out is in that hazmat suit.
3: Some guy asked me about that last night at Jurgles.
4: <laughs> Did you show him the picture? No, I don't.
3: I don't oh. think I have it.
1: Oh, well, I, I have to, it. I'll send
5: it to you. <laughs> You're like John Travolta
1: in The Boy in the Bubble. Like you just, yeah. That's how you go outside. Yeah. I could do
7: push-ups. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, who are the animals who cannot control themselves in public and just not have sex in public? Uh, this happened in Oklahoma City. Police called last Friday around 5.30 in the afternoon. The caller was reporting two people having sex under a tree at a busy intersection. Wow. When police got there, they found 48-year-old Tony Willis and 42-year-old Verna LeClaire drunk and having sex in full view of all the traffic. They were both arrested for indecent exposure and public intoxication. Turns out, not the first time Verna has been arrested for such behavior. Last October, she was busted for having sex late one afternoon in a liquor store parking lot with a different guy, which sounds like she might be a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah, it so it might be a, a little loose. Uh, those charges were dismissed, but probably not these charges. Eddie Van Halen... Did you guys,
1: by the way, see the, the video of the people on the plane? There's no. There was a plane going to Mexico, and some girl put it on Twitter, and it, it's gone viral. Her parents were going on vacation, and two seats, two rows behind them, they were two rows from the back of the plane, and in the very mm-hmm. last row there's a a woman is just riding this dude on the plane. I mean, they are flat out having sex. Wow. On the plane. Do you just throw water on them at that point? Yeah,
3: what do you do? I mean, it's... Because then you risk, like, there's a brawl.
4: Excuse me. um, If you... Can you throw some peanuts at them or something? But then
1: people were pointing out that they filmed somebody doing a sexual act and then published it, and that's against the law.
3: That is disseminating pornography.
1: You're not allowed to do that. No, it's not. It's not like I mean, it's graphic, but it's not. You can't see anything, right? But you can hear it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you can what? see her b- bouncing up and down on the guy. It's- what?
3: Where was this flight?
1: It was going to Mexico.
3: From the United States? Yeah. Was he going What is wrong with was people? Was he at least
4: trying to play it off like bum da bum da bum 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 da You boom, can't boom, really boom, boom, see
1: the guy. Oh. You can see his hands. That's it. It's alarming. <laughs> they have to be on drugs. Uh. I mean they they have to be. You can't sober just decide no. we're gonna get away with this. This is a good move. Can't you wait? Can't you just wait? Animals. Oh, when I flew back from Chicago on Saturday, I'd use the, the bathroom, and I was thinking about when I'm in there, and I'm ducked out, and I'm like, "How do they expect me to pee standing <laughs> yeah. up in this thing? Because I'm not even that tall of a guy, and I can't fit in there." And then yeah. I thought about the people who go in there and like how was that d- join the mile high club and happened? those things. And I was trying to logistically in my head, I'm like, "All right, how would you do it if you were in here? I mean, you'd have to be a contortionist. It would. I don't know how you could do it and be quiet." Like, you'd be like, knocking right. stuff around banging and banging into things. Just You're, trying to get like, in position. Somebody's head's going off the door. I mean, it's going to make a lot of noise. Like, two little people maybe could do it, pull it off? I don't know.
3: <laughs> the slender man?
1: <laughs> the slender man. A ballerina and a little person. How did, like, Andre the Giant, when he flew, remember he? they said he had to use, like, no, buckets? No, but yeah, they had to pull the curtain, oh, and my. he would just pee
4: in buckets. Oh, that poor guy. <laughs>
3: Uh, Eddie Van Halen's (laughs) wife and publicist Janie Van Halen has railed against Breaking the Band Van Halen a documentary that premiered Sunday night on the Reels channel she tweets great job Reels channel on the inaccuracies, bad wigs and overall embarrassing for you and those who participated junk TV effing hysterical it's amazing what gets produced these days while she is no doubt protecting her husband some fans have posted similar comments The those-who-participated comments uh, refer to Michael Anthony and Sammy Hagar. Uh, I taped it. I haven't watched it yet, but it uh, repeats tomorrow night at 8 and 11 p.m. Eastern on the Reels channel.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's just schlocky.
3: Yeah. Uh, Forecast today, showers and thunderstorms. Possible temperatures in the low 80s. It is 67
1: at DVE. Stephen Brault, who sang the national anthem at last night's pirate, uh, Pirate Game, Pirates pitcher and singer. He'll join us at 9.15 to talk about his show-stopping version of the National Anthem last night. Also, Mark Madden in the 9 o'clock hour. Mike Pursuta, when we come back. The Southside Summer Open registration is underway. DVE's 12th annual Southside Summer Open. Balls out on Carson. Bud Light bringing it all to you. It benefits class, community living, and support services. You get a to them together, you pay 125 bucks. you get four Uh, Southside Summer Open T-shirts. And then you play miniature golf on a bar crawl all over the Southside. We have 18 bars, 18 holes of golf. Bar 11, 12 Whiskey Barbecue, Trixie's Bar and Game Room, Carson City Saloon, the Flats on Carson, Pre Game, Mario's, Local Bar and Kitchen, Sky Bar, Casey's, Steel Cactus, Permanis, Tiki Lounge, Chipka's Cafe 2, Archie's, Double Y Grill, Excuses. There's an after party at Steel Cactus with the Lava Game. It's going to be a blast. Bud Light Specials all day long, golf, and it's all for a good cause. Well, it's not really golf, but it's like miniature golf. It's the best bar crawl of the up. year all over the Southside. It takes place August 18th. Get registered now at DVE. DVE Sports. Mike, pursue it with your sports right now on the
6: DVE Morning Show. What's the word, Mike? Good ball game last night at PNC Park, but the Brewers managed to hold off the Pirates three to two. The Bucks chipped into a three nothing deficit with a run in the seventh and a run in the eighth, but it was just a little bit too little, a little too late. Pirates only got five hits on the night, two of those surrendered by Milwaukee starter Freddie Peralta, who turned his third big league start into six innings, uh, no runs, no walks, and seven strikeouts while improving. To 2-0. Jamison Tyone lasted five innings for the Pirates. Gave up seven hits and three runs. All of them earned. He walked one and struck out seven. Starling Marte hit his ninth home run of the year in a losing effort for the Pirates who fall back under 500 at 36 and 37. They're back to seven games behind the Brewers in the NL Central, but uh, some some highlights provided before the game even started by relief pitcher Stephen Brault, who will be a guest today on the DVE Morning Show, and he performed the national anthem before last night's first pitch. O'er the land of the free
5: and the home of the brave.
6: Great job by Brault. Wow. Who, who has a musical background and... Uh, he appeared uh, in the musical Damn Yankees while in high school. If you're, No uh, kidding. If you're unfamiliar with Damn Yankees, it is a hell of a baseball tale told through song and dance.
7: A great slugger we haven't got. A great pitcher we haven't got. Sounds like a about great the ball so They we haven't got. What, what do we got? We've got home.
6: Yeah, and it goes on from there. But uh, yeah. that, uh, reviewing that, it, you know, Great Slugger, We Haven't Got. A- great attendance, We Haven't Got. Sounded like it was about the pirates, right? So I did a little Damn research. Damn buckos. There are actually five musicals that were about the pirates. They're they're not as publicized as some. But no there, kidding. There are five of them. Oh, right? really?
1: Well, I, please uh, I have eliminate them here. us.
6: Uh, <laughs> North Side Story. <laughs> Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Two rival gangs, one comprised of fans that want a winning team and one comprised of ownership that doesn't want to pay for it, battle it out at the ballpark. Uh, General manager Neil Huntington's love affair with a Puerto Rican named Clemente takes a tragic twist when the Pirates (laughs) don't want to give him a long-term extension. He leaves via free agency and tragedy. When you're a buck, you're a buck for life. (laughs) Chicago. Don't even have to change the name of this one. Oh, yeah? Cubs pitchers sing and dance while gleefully plunking Pirates, and the Pirates pitcher's response is to do nothing about it. A response we haven't got. Another one you don't have to change the name of, Les Miserables.
5: <laughs>
6: you don't have to change the name. The is that bullpen. about the fans? All you have to do is start reviewing the Pirate seasons beginning in 1993 and skip the years 2013, 2014, and
5: 2015.
6: Another one you may not have heard of, Tommy. Tommy. Deaf, dumb, and blind kid Tommy John, once a great pitcher, joins the Pirates after blowing out his elbow (laughs) and inspiring a surgery that will bear his name. (laughs) Robbed of his once formidable skills, Tommy still appeals to the Pirates because of the (laughs) financial (laughs) flexibility he provides at club. (laughs) Fans at PNC Park eventually revolt by smashing the pinball machines that were installed at PNC Park to distract fans (laughs) from the poor on-field product. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like it,
6: beautiful Mike. And last but not least, guys and dolls. Uh, the guys aren't very good at baseball, but the bobblehead dolls ownership provides periodically, in lieu of a winning team and a competitive payroll, distracts just enough people to keep the ball rolling. It's a uh, Pittsburgh adaptation of the never-ending story.
5: <laughs> That's your five <laughs> musicals that
6: are about the Pirates. They've got uh, Milwaukee again tonight. I don't know who's singing the National Anthem. No?
1: I like the joke everybody has about Nutting is just making everybody do double duty now. Brault was doing the National Anthem. Jordy was up there slinging hot dogs until first pitch. Come on, everybody lend a hand.
6: (laughs) I thought making Marte sweep the infield after the game was a little extreme, but you know. You got to do what you got to do. Is
4: that Cervelli underneath that Potato Pete <laughs> pierogi costume? What, what is he doing?
1: <laughs> uh, PNC but- Park is the big shop of horrors right now.
6: Penguins <laughs> resigned uh forward Tobias Lindbergh yesterday. He reportedly gets a uh, one-year two-way contract worth $650,000 at the NHL level. He's a 22-year-old forward. Uh, he was part of the Derek Brassard trade. Six three, two 215 pounds. The Penns also announced uh, that they're going to hold their development camp next week at the Lemieux Sports Complex in Cranberry. That's going to be June 27th to 29th. There will be on-ice sessions uh, beginning at 2.15 on the 27th uh, and then at uh, 9.45 and 10.45 a.m. on the 28th. The tournament concludes with a three-on-three tournament on June the 29th. That starts at 7 o'clock. Uh, Ice Capades. It's a lot of fun. I, I usually go to that. I will be on uh, vacation next week, so I'm going to miss it this year. But uh, if you're really into the prospects, it's a good chance to see some guys. who. Uh, there's a good chance you're going to see a couple that will be in Pittsburgh sooner rather than later. A couple years ago, the development camp star was Matt Murray. And then he went on to win a couple of cups uh, right after that. The NHL uh, award show is tonight from Vegas at 8 p.m. on NBC NBCSN. Uh, nobody from the Capitals is up for anything. It's so strange. They've already won uh, the award that matters. And uh, last but not least, some NFL news for you. Tom Brady uh, cryptically hinting uh, at when he might retire. Uh, Brady has responded to an ESPN Instagram post uh, speculating when he might retire by writing "quarenta y cinco." I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but uh, it is Spanish for 45 A translator we haven't got. <laughs> he also used uh, three monkey emojis, which, uh, according to ESPN, uh, they uh, signify see no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil. According to Emojipedia.org, I didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> emojipedia? There is uh, There is an Emojipedia.org. Uh that also notes that the speak no evil monkey is sometimes used as a playful I didn't want to say that expression. So there you okay,
1: go. we're reading a little bit too much into this. I don't I mean, I doubt Tom Brady has that vast of a knowledge of emoji.
6: Oh, I'm sure he does.
1: Nomenclature.
6: I'm sure he does.
1: It's like, nah, this is tricky. I'll fire this off on my Android real quick. This will keep him confused. He has his own emoji, right? Just a deflated ball. I think he's saying uh, our organization's a bleep show right now, and I'm not going to talk about it.
6: That's what the monkeys mean. Yeah,
1: hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Like I'm not talking about it. I don't. I didn't see nothing. He's doing the Sergeant
6: Schultz. Even though there's all kind of evil to hear, see, and speak of, if well, his trainer is. If you choose to possibly complicit in Sergeant Schultz, there should be a Schultz emoji.
1: (laughs) I know nothing. No, his, his trainer is possibly complicit in getting their star receiver suspended from performance-enhancing drug use. Yeah, the trainer says he's not. Ah, oh, well then, never mind. That's put the rest.
0: <laughs> Fire 18. eighteen.
1: It is the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter, Mike Pursuta, Joe Rakiki, producing the program. Later on, Stephen Brought will be joining us. He performed the national anthem at the Pirates game last night and knocked it out of the park. Just an incredible version. Have Have you heard the full one yet? Oh, I have.
5: Yeah.
4: No. Man, he showed you just enough. Keep it moving.
1: version that's got to be the
4: cleanest outing the bullpen has had all season <laughs> i mean there really wasn't any bumps or
1: bruises in that one we'll ask him about it 9 15 this morning are you watching the world cup at all i'm trying to but what what's getting in the I'm way i'm
4: just uh, uh the world you know the news of the world sure that'll it, it it's hard to derail you that you this know is,
1: it is a good escape if uh, you do need one though The yeah. world cup no i i
4: i love the world cup I'm probably going to catch up on it this weekend.
1: Well, it's hard to get away from the news uh, uh, that is no matter where you go, you are seeing reports of what's happening in our borders. Yeah. And uh, there is a lot of misinformation out there. Most of it spread by the current administration. <laughs> but there are things you can do uh, and there is plenty of information on how you can get involved if you don't like what's happening. And the number one way to do that is to vote in November. Oh, I thought you were going to say watch soccer. No, yeah, soccer is number two. Okay. Well, I'm doing that. They're running I'm going to
4: start doing that.
1: Uh, they're running out of beer at the I, World Cup. I bet. Russia didn't realize how much beer people drank. We didn't think they'd only want beer, said one of the uh, waiters at an upscale restaurant in Moscow. Ovechkin drank it all. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh supplier stocks are running low, so they can't even keep up with the demand. I mean soccer fans are huge beer drinkers, oh, for sure they're all drinking all the people in Moscow <laughs> it's hot, and it's football now,
4: and they're good this year, right? like I don't ever remember Russia being anything at soccer.
1: <laughs> they're having a good couple of years i mean right yeah now, they're Bill. they're
4: having a good run on the world uh, stage.
1: Heineken. Baltica, that's the Russian Carlsberg, and Anheuser-Busch InBev, the world's biggest brewer and the official FIFA sponsor for the World Cup, haven't said anything about it yet, but they are trying to rush supplies to Russia for this World Cup onslaught. I don't know how they weren't prepared for it. A barman at a trendy courtyard bar, Gogol, said visiting soccer fans had drunk 800 liters of beers in three days, and they would drink the cheapest stuff first. Well, of course. That's what happens. Start from the bottom up. The sun makes them thirsty, he said. In Russian.
4: (laughs) The sun makes us thirsty. We say, to the bottom. (laughs) I like that these guys are embracing our culture. Uh, I agree with that. I mean, the sun definitely does make me thirsty. There's no doubt about it. Last Saturday, we had my daughter's uh, seventh birthday party at the house. And it was like, we got the bouncy house and it was billy madison style and i drank my face off
1: <laughs> my brother threw up a bouncy house and uh for for his son last weekend and i thought it was the perfect place for a nap i'm like oh dude oh yeah in there like it's I'm amazing gonna, i'm gonna lay down in yeah, there, there some
4: cover get did they buy this. one
1: yeah it's small oh, okay it's like a two person see this we had a company come oh yeah now, a this, jumpy company this was like a two-person portable unit oh okay which is a great way to keep kids That's awesome yeah
4: there you go, Oh my there. God, they they'll they'll be in there for four hours. I've got to cut them off.
1: Yeah, um, there is beer everywhere. Said one uh, guy who was not worried about the beer consumption of the World Cup. Some places a little bit less, some places more. You just have to know where to find it. I don't know. I have to imagine the Germans are drinking pretty heavily. Well, after that loss to Mexico, yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Mexicans are probably drinking pretty heavily. Everybody is drinking heavily. Across the world, everyone. I am <laughs> drinking more now than I have in a long, long time. I had to pound a beer before I went to bed last night. I was so, I, I'm like, I can't. After we talked to the sleep doctor. I, I can't read the not, news. I don't I, care. I was She's like. not supposed to do that. Dude, how do you not get done looking at the news it's, and need a beer? It's tough. Don't
3: watch the news.
1: Yeah, you what, gotta so stop I come watching. in here like a dope and go, Val. What happened? Well,
3: you don't have to watch it ten
4: hours a day.
1: Yeah, a lot of those shows are. Repetitive. I don't watch. I don't. I don't ha- ever have it on TV. I am just reading stuff. The
4: problem is, is that if you start watching something, you get sucked into it because there's the human interest story that's being presented now, where they have specific families that they're showing at the border or something. You know, it's
1: it's tough. We have Corey Lewandowski doing that last night. And, and doing the sad trombone wah, wah, about a ten year old kid with Down syndrome being ripped from his parents' arms and put in a separate location. I god, dude, have we gotten that horrifically? Yes. Debased. Yeah. Low yes. sociopathic. That we can't have empathy for that situation. Yeah, Not I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need to crush a beer. If that's where we are and people are yelling at me, telling me I'm wrong to be upset by that.
3: Nobody's saying you're wrong to yeah, be upset.
1: Yeah, they are. Who? Go online. I'm not saying you're wrong to be upset by it. Not you. I'm saying like there are people out there who are cheering that sentiment on. It's how do you not pound beers? How
4: do you yeah, not try to know. find a
1: way to cope? I don't know. Take drugs. I'm trying. <laughs>
4: Come over to my house, man. We'll get a bouncy house.
1: <laughs> That's fine. We won't watch the news. Can we bounce we'll, this we'll, one off, you we'll, think? We'll, we'll take a... We'll be able we'll, to bounce this off? We'll take a nice nap. No. People <laughs> using semantics and stupid arguments. Like, we have We have never been dumber or more cruel. It's really hard. So if I was at the World Cup and I didn't have booze, I would be really pissed off.
4: <laughs> I, I can't even watch the news, like the actual news I don't with, put on with my kids. any news. Because it starts conversations that I just I'm not ready to have. You're like what, what, what? Who's Bill Cosby? I, I, I no, no one. He's no one. What? House fire? M- murder? All right. Are we gonna watch Roseanne this week? That's fine.
1: <laughs> Let's put on the Greatest Showman. Everything's terrible. Um, that's why you should go watch that Mister Rogers documentary. It'll Maybe it...
3: you should go watch it again.
1: <laughs> no, it actually yeah, made me sad. It, I don't think it said in. <laughs> oh, you're not like completely disgusted?
3: Yes, I am, but I can't let it consume my life.
1: It's not I'm consuming very my life. upset
3: by it. Yes, I it's, want a a pound hor- of beer. it's horrible things that are happening in the world.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm no different than you. That's the same. <laughs> it's not consuming my life. It's consuming my kind life.
3: kind of feels like it is. Well, why, maybe it's, it's just because it's consuming the four hours that I'm with you.
1: <laughs> not on air. This is the no. most I've talked about anything in a long time. Because I'm trying not to subject everybody to, you know, everybody needs a reprieve from it. Right. Yes. Everyone's looking for a good escape. Yes. But.
3: So we'll talk about a food invention that's right up your alley, Bill.
1: Thank God. Is it made in a bouncy house?
3: It probably could be.
1: Our buddy Tom Grealish is going to talk about good stuff. He's uh, with the Mario Lemieux Foundation, and he's going to give us a shout at 8.15. They, 8 do, 15. Good things. they yeah. do great stuff. Tom's a great guy, too. Yes, our friends from Children's Hospital will be here later after the show. Well, you know, we'll think of, of good stuff. Kids being helped. Stephen Brault is going to join us at 9.15 to talk about his national anthem performance last night, and Mark Madden at 9.45 will, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I what think he'll, he'll cheer you up. Uh, He usually does. (laughs) I'm a big fan of him. I think Mark's hilarious. Mark is the funniest. The people who get mad at Mark, I don't understand. I think Mark's hilarious.
3: I have so many people ask me if you two like or hate each other. (laughs) Me and Mark? Yes. We
1: like each other. What do you tell them? Somebody (laughs) asked me that last
3: night. Oh, no.
1: I like Mark a lot. I know. I think he's hilarious. You just like to jag each other. Because he's jaggable. If there's one thing Mark Madden is, it's easy to, to... Trigger. <laughs> so I'm sure he'll talk yeah, a little World Cup. It's not hard to pick a fight with him. No. He'll talk a little World Cup. He'll talk a little Buckos. I'll <laughs> well, more that. on that for you, too. Uh, the uh, DVE Comedy Fest is next weekend. Friday night, all sold out. Both shows, Byam Theater, Arcade Comedy Theater. Two shows at the Rex Theater, doing podcasts on Saturday. Uh, Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies podcast has a couple tickets left. Burt Chrysler's Bertcast. Tickets available at DVE.com.
6: There are actually five musicals that were about the pirates. They're they're not as publicized as some. But no there, kidding. There are five of them. Oh then. really? Well, I, please uh, I have eliminate here. Us. <laughs> uh, North Side Story. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chicago. Don't even have to change the name of this one. Oh yeah. Comes pitchers sing and dance while gleefully punk- plunking pirates, and the pirates <laughs> pitchers' response is to do nothing about it. A response we haven't got. <laughs> Another one you don't have to change the name of. Les Miserables. <laughs> you don't have to change the name. Is that about the fans? All you have to do is start reviewing the Pirate seasons beginning in 1993 and skip the years 2013, 2014, and 2015.
2: Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show.
1: Val Porter's got your news right now on the DV Morning Show. What's going on there, Valerie?
3: Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. It's 68 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by Mattress Firm. There is a sharp increase in sexual assaults on airplanes. The FBI says reports of sexual assaults aboard planes has nearly doubled since 2014. An FBI report released this week says 63 sexual assaults aboard airplanes were reported during 2017. That's up from 38 in 2014. Bill's
1: belching under Sorry, his breath Sorry, I, I had a GERD reaction a gerd, to that. Yeah. Uh,
3: an FBI official says the attacks generally occur on long flights when the cabin is dark and the victim is sleeping. The agency is scheduled to hold a press conference today to raise awareness about that issue. That's so weird. Not surprising.
4: Somebody tweeted us the video of the woman uh, riding the guy in the plane <laughs> on the plane. Yeah,
5: that's not assault. And, that was uh, just a no. That was consensual.
4: It looked like it. Yeah. Um, but she was really getting after it. <laughs> and you <laughs> gotta just to you gotta admire the brazenness because right out in the open. I'm nervous when I don't put my phone on airplane mode <laughs> after they tell us to. And these people seem to have an utter disregard for authority or decency. human decency. Uh, yeah, also, you know, where are the attendants?
1: I don't know. I think they were taking a break or there might have only been one. That was front, on the attendant yeah, the bottom? she was the attendant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But they tell you that those, uh, those, those trays are really dirty. And now I think I know why.
4: <laughs> Do flight attendants carry tasers? They should. No, they shouldn't. No, probably not. No. because those
1: guys are overworked and and frustrated and they have to be the mouthpiece for a company that they hate whose policies they disagree with and but it's their job and they know that they're treating people like crap and then people overreact it's just it's a toxic brew right now
4: i just like to travel i wanted to do this to get free plane tickets Uh, and now i gotta be subjected to
1: this yeah i used to hope for no turbulence on a flight now i hope everyone just keeps their mouth shut like just (laughs) let's all be quiet Let's just all nobody bitch. We're all in this together.
3: Americans may not take all their vacation days, but that doesn't mean we don't spend a lot of time dreaming about those vacation days. New research revealed Americans spend 284 days of their life dreaming about being on vacation, and we spend more than 113 hours every year thinking about being on a beach somewhere. And your vacation pictures on social media, they make people jealous. Study found every day the average person sees 2.4 vacation pictures on social media that make them jealous that is probably why 36% of Americans admit they put those vacation pictures on social media to show people how great their lives are.
4: That's how we're saving money as a family this year. I told my kids to just think about a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> just think about it kids. I'll pop on the travel channel. We'll get some nice visuals going.
3: And maybe here's why it we It might sh- be fun
1: to just steal other people's vacation pictures and post those. Why not? I, we were there. Great. great idea. Why not? Ding. I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going to uh, Telluride for the Telluride Bluegrass Music Festival. Oh, nice. And, sounds and, awesome. It's an awesome place. It, you know, My college roommate moved out there right after we graduated from Penn State a long time ago. and uh, So I get to visit him and a few people out there. But it's a gorgeous place, and it's really scenic. Mm-hmm. Um, and my buddy wants me to do this hike when I'm out there that involves me scaling a mountain on the side of it like... Clipping in. I don't think you should do it. I showed you that one part of the passage. Like straight
3: up and down?
1: Yeah. And you grab on... the side of a cliff. To stop... There's these... It's already set up to do this. You don't
3: have to put your own...
1: No. Okay. You have to have like climbing gear and then clip in and then you you hold onto these handles and step on them and traverse across the rock and it's a couple hundred feet down to a ravine from there. But you're... If you fall... Ostensibly, this is what I'm told. If you fall, you know you're dead. No, oh. you're clipped in, so oh. you'll you'll just bounce just off the Hang. Rock. Oh, uh, and then I think someone has to come rescue you. And they're like, "It's fine, dude." And this is what they keep saying to me, "Dude, it's easy. Don't worry about it." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't know." You're a fat so, guy, so, so you look. Should... If I do fall, though, I am going to post that picture. <laughs> I'll be jealous. Of me, terrified. It'll be me <laughs> wearing. Soiled pants,
5: <laughs> and those, red-faced
1: and screaming. Those little shoes. Oh, this those little... tiny, yeah, uh, little, yeah,
3: that have like spikes on them.
1: No, I don't. I'm not wearing those. You don't wear those. Gonna... No, I just have hiking boots. Oh. They're like outdoorsy Maybe not... water shoes. Yeah, right. He told me that <laughs> like would work. Four-wheel drive. They're like, dude. It just looks like it looks really dangerous. It's fine. It's totally fine.
4: And then Are I don't want to your own chalk for your hands. <laughs> When my body smashes body on the
1: ground, please outline it with this chalk. It sets off my uh, dual-purpose choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So this is why we should take those. What Instagram vacation filter days? should I
1: use for my my splat picture, Bill?
3: A study found fifty-two percent of Americans say relaxing is their top priority when it comes to vacationing. Seventy-one percent say they smile more on vacation. Sixty-nine percent laugh more. Seventy-one percent say they feel less stressed, and twenty-five percent say they even exercise more while on vacation.
4: Yeah, it's everything's better, obviously. <laughs> everything's
3: better on
1: vacation. I don't just sit around though. I don't do good with that. I do need to keep moving and yeah. do stuff. Unless there's music. Music is the one thing where I can just kind of be in front of. Not me. But otherwise, like sitting on a beach, I can sleep. I'll I'll get halfway through a book and fall asleep.
4: A beach is nice now. The kids are that age where, like, they can both swim, so it's not an absolute nightmare, like, panic attack waiting to happen. You can just kind of hear them playing and fighting in the distance (laughs) and not feel, like, the need to go hassle-hoff
1: them out of the water. You you have, like, a parental sort of, like... uh like uh, radar. radar like monitor when you know mm-hmm. like the voices are like getting a little too far away or something like that oh yeah or shrieky like, no question panicky but like
4: Kennedy you know the first time I take her to the beach I'm like oh go to the beach and she like she plays in the sand for one second and then she like does this to her eye like she starts oh,
5: putting, putting her hands eye.
4: right in her eyes she's like ah there's <laughs> sand in my eye and it's like a mile walk back to the house I'm like oh great See you guys at lunch.
3: (laughs) The pumpkin flavors are invading already. Kellogg's announced they'll be making pumpkin spice frosted flakes this year. They'll be in stores by the end of the summer. Bloggers are are, dragging
4: kids into this.
3: uh, Bloggers say they taste pretty good. Uh, But Kellogg's has already kicked off the pumpkin season with Special K Pumpkin Spice Crunch Cereal, which has already been showing up in stores in June.
1: Way too soon for yeah. that.
3: Way too soon. Can't do that till September. Bill, this is for you because I know how much you like pizza and I know how much you like to eat in bed. Yes. There's a pizza chain in Canada called Boston Pizza. They just invented a pizza box that turns into a table.
4: Oh, I thought you meant into a bed. <laughs> no. They have pizza that they'll serve you in bed. So um,
3: it like you fold out a few flaps and then oh, it yeah. props it up.
1: Do you remember those mi- those little microwave personal pizzas where yeah. it, would, it would create the its own little- tray. Oh, yeah. yeah. The silver tray. Uh-huh. Yeah. You had to turn it like over or inside out or something. At no point did it occur to any of us like, this might not be okay. This <laughs> is probably not great. All you have to do is microwave the pizza on that silver thing made of all kinds of chemicals. And it was like a deep dish. <laughs> At least the
4: ones we had. I was like, how the hell is this cooking all the way through in three minutes?
1: And then there'd just be one bite that was absolutely cold, <laughs> and it wasn't even like you were getting your pizza fix. No, it was just kind of like pizza.
3: Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's usually a lean cuisine pizza,
1: something like that. And you well, tastes- hot sauce the hell out of it's it.
4: It's like you know, a drug addict. It's like, all right, I, if the best I can get is skunk weed that has a ton of seeds in it, like, all right, I'll go for it.
1: It's the resin of pizza. Is that what yeah. you are saying?
4: Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it's not good, but it's it's pizza. I'm into it.
3: Is male chest hair hot?
4: <laughs> not if it's on my pizza. <laughs> Which I've had. And I, you know, that's oh, yeah. just not good. If you how do you identify big, it as a male? I don't and know. And a chest hair.
1: This is from one of your workers' chests.
4: It's probably Bobby. <laughs> Always has it buttoned down way too low.
3: Ladies say it's not so much. Uh, thirty-five percent do not like it.
1: I'll tell you what's even less sexy than a hair, a hairy chest is a hairless chest with one Charlie Brown hair right in the middle,
5: <laughs> curled <laughs> up, curly. Yeah, I, I, I have a recurring
1: hair. like I had a it all the time. Boink. There's like one. You have
4: one, but it's the length of Rapunzel's hair. So it just
1: <laughs> and I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do a chest this. comb over with yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get long enough that I can style Wrap it. Wrap
4: it around.
1: Yeah
3: and uh there may be another sitcom reboot in the works wait can
4: i just go back to the chest hair for one thing sure like, i don't have chest hair either and it's kind of you know I'm, I'm embarrassed about it obviously but the one thing that's like i don't get is like i don't have any chest hair but like i have nipple hair yeah i got nipple hair <laughs> like <laughs> what, what like what what kind of cruel joke is this <laughs>
1: Like <laughs> no dude imagine if you didn't have nipple hair I mean Boy, shave off your nipple be hair It'd Be better, Dude shave off your nipple hair
4: That's and then look I don't like tricky. you
1: ordering me to do that <laughs> Go shave your nipple hair Dude go shave your nipple hair Watch right now Watch the
3: pencil eraser Yeah if
1: you go do that and then go check out what, what it looks like You'll be glad you have nipple
3: Wait, hair Wait how much nipple no. hair
4: do you have not, you know, a,
5: not a, a
1: freaky
4: amount. Calm down Does over it, there. Well, he's like, wait like wait shave second. it
3: off and see what it looks like. like well, how much yeah, is there? No, it's,
4: I don't have uh, grizzly atoms around my it's nipple. It's not
3: like a troll doll. No.
4: No, but it's like that's the place where it seems to be growing normally, <laughs> and that's it. And I do, I've already shaved it. it.
1: It looks better. Yeah. Y- if you shaved your nipple hair, you're going to look like powder. Show us.
5: No. <laughs> no, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> <Show>. <laughs>
4: Reveal. Reveal the nip. Prove it. <laughs>
3: um, so, Fran Drescher says there might be a reboot of The Nanny in the works.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, nobody Thank needs God. that. God. What? Nobody needs the reboot <laughs> of The Nanny.
3: Uh, it was on for six years. So, you never know. She's
1: you probably a flat like earther it? or something, right? I'm. I, I most don't know annoying anything voice about her. Ever. Well, that's what Michelle Wolf has. That kind of voice. Like, ah. you, yeah she's her show on Netflix. Like
3: <laughs> reminds
1: me of that. She's got like, that uh, that's kind of cursed with that that performance voice.
3: Forecast today: showers and thunderstorms possible with temperatures in the low 80s. It's 67 at DVE.
1: Our buddy uh, Tom Grealish from the Mario Lemieux Foundation was awarded the Man of the Year. Uh, from the Circus Sinners and Saints group, which was started by Bob Prince way back in the day, and it was in honor of all the great work he does with the Lemieux Foundation and everything he does around town. And Tom uh, calling us right now. Good morning, Tommy. How are you, man?
2: Good morning, everybody. How are you? Uh, Doing
1: fantastic. The the Lemieux Foundation doesn't plan on funding anything for nipple hair removal in the
2: future, (laughs) do they? I I was just going to comment every time I come on all the highbrow, subjects that are on right in front of me the nipple hair billy's kids screaming with sand in their eyes mm-hmm. it's always a pleasure to then try and turn it serious it?
5: yeah
1: <laughs> we don't exactly do you any no. favors with the lead-in <laughs> uh, you understand that but uh by the way congratulations on your uh, man of the year award the thank other night thank you yeah congrats tom. tom
2: it was it was really a, a nice affair there were about 150 200 people at the lamont uh it was a roast slash toast and uh Randy, thank you for being there. Sure. Um my brother Tim was there, Larry Richard was there, and it seemed to Randy, it seemed to turn on Larry at some point <laughs> in the evening and it looked like he was being roasted. Who Larry? Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, it, it, I mean, that people, can happen. People are afraid of the power you have in the city and they had to get out their their uh, aggression on somebody. So Larry was an easy, easy target. Larry is the well, consummate professional and host though. Man, is he good at that stuff.
2: He is really good at that. I think he just got a little upset, uh, Billy. I told him that most kids, when they grew up, had a, uh, a baseball card of Roberto Clemente on their lunchbox, uh, but he had an 8x10 glossy signed by Bob Kutzman. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seemed to turn a little dark after Yeah,
1: <laughs> But a mostly clean and uh, PG-13 roast, for all intents and it purposes. Was.
2: It was really a lot of fun, and uh, we were able to... to to have some fun and talk about some of the things that, you know, the the circus uh, Saints and Sinners, by the way, I, I know you wanted Sinners and Saints, but the Saints Come First nah. has been raising money for a long time, and they asked me to be Man of the Year, so I designated the uh, Lemieux Foundation, and um, it's, I got a chance to make a couple of nice announcements. We're now at 36 Austin's playrooms uh, throughout the United States, including those three military centers. Wow. Um, and the Lemieux Center for Blood Cancer that's treating all of those different types of things, such as Hodgkin's. I don't know if you know, the fourth floor over Hillman saw 26,000 people last year. So this Man. is really wow. an effect on the community. Um, you know, every time Mario does something, he does it big. And he makes sure that it's the best and that people are taken care of. And we were able to announce recently that since its foundation 25 years ago, we've raised 25 million bucks. And that's that's
1: staggering.
2: Yeah. So we're going to continue to do it. Uh, thanks for all of your help. You, you all have been very supportive of us over the years, and so taking a few shots for the the good was uh, fine with me.
1: Yeah, I was completely mm-hmm. very gentle in uh, ribbing you the other night.
2: So, Randy, I wanted to tell you, sitting, uh, so Mario and Jay Caulfield, Pierre were all there, and some guy came up where you were sitting there, and you were across the table, and he said, you know, do you think he's going to do uh, Mario D.V.E.? And he goes, I don't know. And he goes, what do you think of? And he goes, I think he does it rather well, don't you? He was defending you. Who, Mario? Yeah! Oh, yeah! He lo-
1: Mario's a big, fan, big fan of that. He always t- the funniest thing about Mario. I was telling people, Tom, you know how he and I were like at the. Op- I was at uh, you know six o'clock, and he was at twelve o'clock at the table, and he was like, because we couldn't talk, he was pantomiming things. <laughs> and that was hilarious. He's like, Oh, I can just see him like making the faces, pointing to the dessert tray. Oh, pretty good. Oh. Well,
2: I I want to see if you have any guts if you could do D V E Jay Caulfield. Because he will just beat
1: No, I would <laughs> never do that. And and I told Jay was talking to me about that D V Mario the thing the other night. If I I, I couldn't do Jay Caulfield.
2: Meanwhile, he's, Jay he's,
1: is the sweetest yeah, guy. He's the world's ever. nicest guy.
2: He is. I uh, he is the nicest person in America. And even if he isn't, you better treat him like he is. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a great point.
5: Um,
1: And Alicia, his wife, is awesome. They're they're a great uh, couple.
2: Yeah, if he doesn't, if you don't say, even if he hits a bad shot on the golf course with Jay, if if you don't say nice shot, Uh, he pulls your shirt over your head and starts (laughs) (laughs) trailing.
1: Well, Tom, we got a bunch of kids from Children's Hospital coming to visit with us today. It's their annual visit to the station that we do in the months preparing uh, for our annual Radiothon in September. uh, The foundation is a big part of that every year. No no doubt about it. And we've had a great relationship with you guys and helping us raise those totals each and every year with Radiothon. But these kids are the way that we are able to see firsthand the great work that you guys do at Children's Hospital. We've seen uh, uh, their siblings going right to Austin's playroom and how much they uh, love being there for that because it's not just a room for them to play in. There is a lot of stuff that kids are actually excited to take part in when they go there. It's right. it's you know it's not just like you know a, a couple of uh, Lincoln log boxes or something like yeah,
2: that. And, and Randy, as you know, that really keeping them busy and keeping them happy really set the sets the tone and makes sure that the parents get to spend time. Doing what they need to do, dealing with the sick kid, dealing with the doctors, right? And they don't have—that's just one less thing to worry about. And that's uh, what—that's what Natalie wanted all along. With those things. Mm -hmm. Well, you
1: guys continue to do outstanding work, and uh, our best to Mario and Natalie, and to uh, Nancy and everybody at the foundation. Thanks so much, Tom, for uh, for joining us, and continued success with the Lemieux Foundation and on the golf course.
2: Oh. <laughs> Thanks for your help, everybody.
1: Okay, we'll see you, Tommy. Take care. See you, Tom. That's uh, our Bye. friend Tom Grealish from the Mario Lemieux Foundation. He was awarded the Man of the Year from the Circus Saints and Sinners the other night. He deserves it. Yeah, it was a, it was a great affair. Mario, did you, did Mario did you, with the powder blue. No, because I, what am I going to do? Like, go up there and, like, it's a roast of Grealish, not of Mario. I just made fun of how Grealish makes Mario pay for everything. Mm hmm. Basically gets his dry cleaning and is his lackey. <laughs> you know, gentle ribbing. Gentle. That sounds bad. Gentle ribbing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's not go in the gutter. We had such a nice talk. We did. Mike's got your sports when we return. Pirate Steven Brawl who sang the national anthem last night, will be on at nine fifteen. Double M Mark Madden nine forty five. D V E sports. Mike Pursuda with your sports right now on the D V E morning show. Mike, what's the word?
6: Sports This Out brought to you by BobbyRayHall.com. The Pirates didn't have any answers for Brewers rookie Freddy Peralta last night. He goes six innings, allows just two hits, no runs, no walks, and seven strikeouts in what became a 3-2 Milwaukee victory over the Bucks. That drops the Pirates back under five hundred at 36 and 37. They did get Starling Marte's ninth home run of the season, and an RBI double by Jordy Mercer. Uh, the Pirates and Brewers will conclude their series tonight at PNC Park, and it's a uh, pretty good pitching matchup. Brent Suter from Milwaukee, 7-4 with a 4.30 ERA, but he is 5-1 uh, and one in his last six starts, and ERA has dropped to 324 in that span. He'll be opposed mm-hmm. by Chad Cool, who's 5-4, and four. Cool, uh, like Suter is doing uh, much better of late. A 2.89 ERA over his past eight starts. So uh, A good pitching matchup to decide the series each team has won a game. This would be a pretty significant step for the Pirates if they would be able to win this series and make it two series in a row and gain a little ground on Milwaukee as they continue trying to get their feet back under them uh, following uh, what had been uh, a horrific month that uh, started when the Pirates uh, pushed their record to nine games over five hundred and then seemingly forgot how to win. They've got to watch out for Suter at the plate as well. Uh, he's coming off a victory over the Phillies in which uh, he had an RBI single. He was hit by a pitch with the bases loaded, and he also reached base on an error. He is 3-for-10 at the plate since hitting a 433-foot home run off of Cleveland's Corey Kluber on May the 9th. Bucks and the Brewers wrapping things up at PNC Park tonight. Uh, Did you hear the... It would be great if they could get this series. It would... It would... I I think it would really... uh, It's not going to be deal-breaking if they lose it, but... uh, Boost for morale. It would be a significant accomplishment. Attendance
1: should be 18,000 tonight. At least... Well, you went 10, then 14. Yeah. But did they count the
6: dogs? No, you're right. It was a sellout. (laughs) I don't think they counted the dogs. I think they did. I think it was another crowd of 10. (laughs) But 4,000 dogs. dogs.
1: Well, they have four legs. (laughs) It might have only been 2,000 dogs. dogs. I don't know. They go through the turnstiles. They might count twice. I haven't been a dog night in a while. What happens if dogs
4: uh, fight in there?
1: Dog- not not sanctioned. Not
4: like uh, you you bring two pit bulls in and have them go at it. In not the, that uh, kind of fight. Concession. I'm just saying, like, what it you know, what if it gets a little contentious? How do you break that up? I think typically people who
1: have dogs that are aggressive don't take them to pup night.
6: Maybe they take them to feast on the other dogs. I d- I don't think so. Ex- establish their dominance. No, Th- they're typically not welcome. I
1: would imagine that the staff is. Asked and trained to you move those You think they turn people. dogs away? They turn dogs away. They screen them. Yep. They separate
6: the puppies from the dogs. So there's <laughs> dog discrimination going yeah, on? Yeah, that's right.
1: They rip them from their owner and put them at the Humane Society on the north
6: side. Do you hear about the unfortunate injury suffered by Giants closer Hunter Strickland? I had not, Mike. He uh, blew a save the other night and punched the door in frustration and broke his hand. lebron did. Ah. Pull the LeBron. He's not going to be out six to eight weeks. Tom Petty. Manager uh, Bruce Bochy says, quote, I'm thoroughly disappointed, trust me, I'm crushed because this guy had just grown as a pitcher and a player and a person. But I know Hunter, he cares. He cares deeply. He let his emotions get away. He had a temporary snap. That was uh, Strickland's fourth-blown save in 17 chances.
1: You know, there's a list of... stupid injuries for baseball players. It seems that they have more dumb injuries than any other sport. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And self-inflicted too. But what who was Fight it the that- Gatorade cooler? Was which Pirates pitcher was it that got hurt um t- like pounding on the door trying to pretend he was Santa Liriano. Claus. Liriano, that was it.
4: Yep. He like Either he had a huge laceration on his hand, or he
6: broke his hand. Well, that was his story, yeah. he was that, trying, Exactly. He was trying to surprise his kids or scare his kids or some right. crap. And that wasn't really what it you was. You know,
4: uh, when Santa Claus breaks into your house forcibly.
6: Right. As as he does. You know, that's the tradition.
5: Yeah.
4: Forget coming down the chimney and being all quiet and stuff. You leave mocha cookies, so when he's done stealing
6: stuff, he can... <laughs> he punches your door in. <laughs> I admire the guy's spirit, but that's doing it wrong. Agreed. Not helping the situation.
1: It's not in the Tom Mansky video.
6: See, that hasn't happened to the Bucks yet this year.
1: Not yet. Nobody has uh,
6: punched a wall and broken their hand. So it could be worse. And it'll be better if they beat Milwaukee tonight. The NHL Awards show is tonight in Las Vegas. That starts at 8 o'clock on S N. And uh, this from the Associated Press about the World Cup, which is going on in Russia. Yeah, and uh, the Associated Press is uh, very impressed. Uh, I'll quote from the story: "From the Black Sea to the Baltic, from the Ural Mountains to Moscow's Gorky Park, Russians largely see this World Cup as an opportunity, and they appear surprisingly eager to set aside political tensions, welcome visitors, and share their rich culture and history." This is uh, the reaction that people are getting visiting Russia for the World Cup. Is in direct contrast to what uh, the Associated Press apparently was anticipating, which is a perceived uh, default stance on the part of Russians toward foreigners. Uh, It's partly left over from the Soviet-era worries about both Western espionage and the KGB's watchful eye, and it's partly a renewed weariness cultivated by President Vladimir Putin, whose rule and popularity ride on the belief propagated in state media that Russia is under siege from outsiders who want to undermine its political standing.
1: Vladimir Putin
6: He's got to be overreacting, right? There's no country that would try to undermine another country's political stature
1: Doesn't sound like anything I've heard of, Mike No, Mm-mm. I think that's uh, that's too much to believe Couldn't be a pot and a kettle thing Val's got news top of the hour Valerie, what are you talking about?
3: Uh, Tommy Lee and his son Brandon continuing their public feud so we'll talk about that coming up
1: Pirates pitcher, Stephen Brault, 915, talks about his show-stopping national anthem performance last night. Double M, Mark Madden joins us at 945. Rem, DVE. DVE Morning Show, you were saying, REM, when you grew up, oh, they were just annoying. I just, I couldn't. couldn't Shiny, couldn't, happy people. Could not stand them. Pissed off so many people. But their first few albums are incredible. I mean, if you get Document... Uh, the one Is it Fables of the Reconstruction? Is that the name of that album? Something like that? I don't know. They're really good. Green is, is a really good album, too. Um, Even the last couple they had before. It was
4: just, it seemed every Bill song. Bill Barry left a band. Oh, it just seemed very whiny. <laughs> yeah.
1: He can't. He definitely can't.
4: He'd be like, whiny, happy people. His people lyrics.
1: People are getting out of their cars in the middle of the freeway. He was a pretty enigmatic guy. It was hard to pin down Michael Stipe for a long, long time.
4: Remember, I thought that guy on Twitter was Michael Stipe, and it was somebody completely different. Who I was say? like, "How about the lead singer REM keeps piping up about politics? You're like, that's not the lead singer <laughs> of, of
1: REM at all. Was it a guy named like Skolnick or
5: something yeah. like that?
1: And you were like, Yeah,
5: look at
4: this guy.
1: Yeah, like, that REM guy's pretty vocal. I'm like, dunce. He writes for Politico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look at this guy getting all uppity <laughs> That everybody was shiny and happy No but, I never this You know, guy. I,
4: I never got into any of their albums I just heard the songs that were on the radio And I hated them
1: Yeah a lot of people do They're one of those bands Foul, where did you fall in the R.E.M. debate Not a fan Yeah Love them I don't like that song very much
3: <laughs> Some of their songs are okay But eh, in general just I mean that's a, a good
1: song But like it's not my favorite R.E.M. song but if you I mean, obviously, they had to be good. They, they were, were awesome. They were huge in the 90s. All right, nothing but R.E.M. the rest of the morning. No, I'm going to make you guys. I'm going to Dennis deyoung Young. I do
3: like Orange Crush. Oh, yeah. I like that
1: song. It just sounds like the 80s when I hear R.E.M. Yeah. <laughs> Brings back a lot of nexits for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to have uh, Stephen Brault on the show next hour. And 9-15, uh, Southside Summer Open, the 12th annual Southside Summer Open. Ball's out on Carson Street with Bud Light. It benefits class, community living, and support services. We moved it to August this year. It's August 18th, and it is an 18-bar bar crawl, each with a miniature golf hole. You and your foursome will go from bar to bar. Bud Light specials everywhere. It's the best bar crawl of the summer on the South Side, and you can be a part of it. Sign up now at dve.com. It is the DVE morning show. Val, today is the twenty fifth. Well, not today. This week, twenty fifth anniversary of Aerosmith's classic video "Crying." Oh, didn't oh, wasn't, that was twenty five years ago?
3: Wasn't wow. um his daughter and Alicia Silverstone in two videos? Yes, were they, they, they in were. crying and amazing?
1: Correct. Yes. Yes. Rob Sheffield wrote about it in Rolling Stone. Were they schoolgirls in both? Uh, I believe more so in the first one. The future clueless starlet played the plucky teen heroine of the three perfect videos. So there's three. "Crying," Amazing, and Crazy. Mm. As soon as "Crying" hit MTV in the summer of 1993, it was clear Alicia was a new rock and roll muse. The kind of video star who bungee jump off bridges or stomp Mm -hmm. suckers on the sidewalk is a gesture of her philosophical defiance, he writes. As the story kept going with amazing and crazy, Alicia became the Monica Vitti to Aerosmith's Antonioni, the Clint Eastwood to their Sergio Leone. In this saga, Silverstone was the Frodo and the Gandalf. These stupendously absurd video epics also had co stars like Liv Tyler, Jason London, Stephen Dorff, and oh yeah, Aerosmith oh, yeah. themselves. But Even the Aliciad, he calls it, which is a that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. The Aliciad remains the ultimate video trilogy, one that defines the genre. That also was right around the same time. Britney Spears came out shortly thereafter. There was like a preponderance of the schoolgirl thing going on.
4: Mm-hmm. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> hey, what? Get
1: your hairy nipple out of it. What are you doing <laughs> over there? Flashing that thing around I'm sorry what you mean this thing I don't know why you cocked your shoulder up in the air like that And then just started moving it around like it was a what puppet What do you mean Like it, Your shoulder was talking I to I just me. wanted
4: to go to class
5: <laughs> <laughs> Am I going
1: to get detention or something There's so many songs That like talk about jailbait And girls like being way too young It's kind of disturbing And I never used to think about it It was just a thing Oh it goes
3: back decades
1: Well, Christine 16, right? Isn't that the... Before that. Oh, yeah. I I mean, Bob Weir wrote about it in Grateful Dead. Mexicali Blues, he's like, with a girl who's just about 14, and you're like, wait, what? 14? (laughs) Is Chris Hansen even alive yet? (laughs) Get him out here. Why don't
4: you have a seat right
1: right here, Weir? (laughs) Um, So
4: you had the Mike's Hard Lemonade and the cookies, and you were just coming over here to talk?
1: Hmm. Warrant had 17, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But didn't someone sing... Wasn't there a 16 uh, song?
3: Ringo Starr. Well,
1: that was like a Paul Anka song, Sweet 16. Yeah. But the Alicia ad... about birthday ad, you're 16,
3: parties. you're beautiful in your mind. It
1: started out this week, three of the greatest videos. They played those non-stop uh. back in the day. You had to hate this. I did. This is right when I started to get mad at Aerosmith. Crying. DBE. Yeah, crying. God, I misspoke earlier. This I, That tune's awesome. It's the, I don't want to miss a thing where I fell off. When they stopped writing their own songs and then just went for pop hits and stuff. Diane Warren. But th- this the- did sort of, I think this was the first of the pop yeah. music success drug that they became addicted to there post-90s. Because when they came back in 85, the Back in the Saddle tour, that's the first concert I ever went to. Orion the Hunter opened, which was the guys from Boston, or at least Tom Scholz, mm-hmm. and I really wanted them to play A Man I'll Never Be, and I was very upset <laughs> that I didn't get to hear.
5: If I said
1: <laughs> what's on my mind, you turn. And they didn't play that. But So they come back in 85, and they finally reunite, because Joe Perry had left the band. He comes back. They're out on tour. They were totally blown out. Completely drunk, still partying on drugs. And I think they got clean at the end of the decade and then wrote this album. And when it came out, you know, it was just a huge blockbuster success mm-hmm. in no small part because of that. I love how Rob Sheffield from Rolling Stone characterized it the Alishiad, the three videos. <laughs> that, I got to uh, say,
4: he probably wasn't a great first date if he was crying when he met her. <laughs> i mean that that had to be a pretty pretty weird night maybe she was a dental her.
1: hygienist <laughs> She's having a very painful procedure done
0: ah! <laughs> i was impacted when i met you <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you have coming up Val? uh
3: tommy lee and his son are still publicly
1: fighting Stephen Brought will also join us at nine fifteen. The Pirates pitcher who blew everybody away with his national anthem uh, rendition last night. We'll talk to him about his musical training and uh, if he's done this before. I mean, didn't ask see, him to sing "Crying." Seemed like, it, dude, if he can sing "Crying," hey, we had Charlie Morton up here performing live in the past. We've had That's Charlie true. Morton come up and do cover songs. He came up and I think he did "Plush."
3: I don't do you remember. remember
1: that. I remember I him being
3: here. I don't remember what he did. Were
1: they on the team at the same time? No,
4: I don't believe so. No, he's no. been gone a while. Yeah. I miss Charlie.
1: Don't bring that up Ron Steven. It'll be very uncomfortable. Mark Madden, nine forty
3: five. Is male chest hair hot?
1: Not if it's on my pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Which I've had.
4: And I you know, that's just not good.
1: I'll tell you what's even less sexy than a, hair, a hairy chest Is a hairless chest With one Charlie Brown hair right in the middle
5: <laughs> Curled up Curly, yeah. I, I, one, I, I have a recurring
1: hair. like I had a plunket all the time It was like one <laughs> No, dude imagine if you didn't have nipple hair Matt, I mean boy, shave off your would nipple be hair. It'd be better. Dude, shave off your nipple hair.
5: That's. And then look I don't at like tricky. you ordering me
1: to do that. <laughs> go shave your nipple hair.
4: Dude, go shave your nipple
1: hair Scratch. right now. Yeah, if you shave your nipple hair, you're going to look like powder. Show us.
4: No. No, don't. <laughs> don't do that.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Reveal. Reveal the nip. Prove it. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show.
1: Oh yeah. Special thanks to Darren at uh, La for uh, hooking us up with a few pastries this morning. Oh my god. Dear lord. Yeah. Brought brought heavenly. Just brought it all to a halt. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, you uh dove right in.
1: And I never do. Never. Mm-hmm. I never eat food when people bring it in, but that's uh, that's that place is my weak spot, man.
4: Holy cow. That
1: place is tremendous. Silly. Um that almond thing with the chocolate, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know what
3: it is. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good.
1: Stephen yeah, Bald- those Pastries. <whistles> Sign me
4: up. Val, what are those little things called? I don't know. Petaphors?
3: No, that's not a pedophile. That, that's a
4: terrible name for something. I don't know what that is. What's what? a pedophore? Petifor. Um it's spelled petite 4 I'm, I'm sorry, what? Pedaphore. Petaphor. That's the name of something. Petit. Something you eat. A pet a pedophore. Oh god. Do they know this?
1: Yeah. Why it's, would they do this? Well, it's not P E D. It's oh. P E T I T. E.
4: It's eh. Petit I mean, it? A. Well, say it like that then,
1: please. That makes
4: you happy. Is happier? that how you say it? Yes.
1: Petit A. No, it's Petit Foray. Petit Five, Petit Six. Eat as many as you want. There's a bunch out there. Files no, I don't know what I those, those little round things are. They're like little puffs. I thought it was like a sugar. cream puff or something. Yeah, they're so good. But they're flat. Thanks uh, again, Darren. That was awesome of you. What do you got going on, Val?
3: Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. It's 70 now at DVE. The news is brought to us by the new PPG Science Pavilion at Carnegie Science Center, built to inspire. Former Alaska Governor and Republican Vice Presidential Candidate Sarah Palin's son, Track, is pleading guilty to first-degree criminal trespass a plea came yesterday for his alleged assault on his dad Todd last December the younger Palin beat Todd bloody at a family Ah. home in Wasilla north of Anchorage track Palin's charges could be reduced if the veterans court decides to bump them down veterans court different from the traditional court as the goal is to provide therapy and
4: support instead of punishment. what's up with all these dads getting beat up by their kids like is this happening a lot or (laughs) is it me Tommy uh, Lee's getting knocked out by his son, yeah, well all to like that, around like, Father's Day,
1: Tommy Lee probably deserves to get knocked out by his kid,, well, of course he does. well, we
3: might as well talk about that right now, so uh, the battle on social media between Tommy Lee and his son Brandon continues, even though the younger Lee would like to take their beef private on private Father's beef. Day <laughs> on Father's Day this past Sunday. Tommy Lee said he felt like he failed as a father because his kids don't know the value of things. That led Brandon to post a video of his dad sprawled out on the ground after the fist fight they had earlier this year. Then on Monday night, Brandon addressed a note on Instagram to the former Motley Crue drummer that said, You post something for the world to see, saying that I'm a bad kid and my mom is a bad mother. What do you expect? Seriously, who's the adult here? You're mad I didn't say Happy Father's Day? So what? My birthday was June 5th. I didn't hear from you, no. and I didn't go telling the world what a letdown you
4: are.
5: <laughs> Good Come on, Lord. man.
3: Score. It's time to move on. Let's keep this private.
4: <laughs> He's like, God. He's like, I just will not learn. I just keep taking my beef public. Tommy public beef is what I'm known for.
1: Well, he is known for public beef. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> he wants to keep the beef public. Uh, early let's yesterday, let's take this beef on a boat. Wait. <laughs> he tweeted: Rehab for son, a hundred thirty thousand dollars. Party for son's twenty-first birthday last year, forty grand. Medical bills after son knocks his father unconscious and uses alcoholism as scapegoat, ten thousand. Son acting like a victim on social media on Father's Day, priceless. I'm out. Tommy Lee's a
1: piece of garbage. Seriously, how could you write that stuff about your kid without acknowledging the reason he might be an alcoholic in the first place is because of you, you dumb dumb?
4: Like, what I'm learning with my kids, and I, I used to get mad at this. Like, whenever I would flip out at my kids, like, somebody would intervene in my family and be like, Do you understand that what you do now sets up your daughters for how they expect men to treat them? And and this is going to impact them for the rest of their lives. And I used to be like, oh, I'm just trying to teach my daughter how to ride a bike and she fell <laughs> right away and it, it ruined everything. It's just, it's not that big of a deal. And now I see things are more Developing. connected. And really you, you're you laying the foundation for the relationship you will have with your kids for the rest of, of your life. So, you know, when, when your kid is uh, beating you to a bloody pulp, um, y- y- you didn't do a great job.
1: <laughs> no. I mean you have to worry every time you try to teach your kid how to ride a bike whether or not they're going to end up and like grow up and start dating slackers because you, <laughs> right. cause you kept the training wheels on too long. And now I mean like Emma like I'm teaching
4: her how to uh, you know ride a bike, how to swim because I'm just worried she's going to beat me up when she gets old. <laughs> so I don't want to get knocked out by my daughter and then have to talk about it on Twitter.
3: Budget Travel has released their list of the coolest small towns in America. And the coolest on the list is Beacon, New York, which is noted as being a haven for artists, artisans, chefs and environmentalists in an easy day trip or weekend escape from New York City. Sonoma, California ranking as second coolest, calling it a wine lover's paradise and like a theme park for grown-ups, which has retained much of its Spanish colonial flavor. The third coolest on the list of towns with populations under 20,000, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, followed by Durango, Colorado, and Ephraim, uh, Wisconsin.
1: I'm flying into Durango tomorrow. Nice. Very nice. And then leaving. (laughs) Driving to Telluride.
3: According to a new survey, 53% of millennials believe they will one day be millionaires which is pretty remarkable considering <laughs> they've got huge amounts of student debt and right. live with their parents. <laughs> uh, doesn't matter, though. It seems they see young entrepreneurs making fortunes and think they can do the same.
4: Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, I just, remember when I was just uh, wish it. tricking my dad to let me go to school for acting, I was like, Dad, come on. Student loans are nothing. One Dr. Pepper commercial, this all gets paid <laughs> off. We still talk about that from time to time. I'm like, remember when you said that? And you thought one commercial would pay for your entire student loans? And you had free school?
1: Uh, Yeah. And you- Passed it up. Passed Passed it all up. Free school?
4: Yes. Some would call that real dumb. (laughs) And those people are my parents. And everyone I know. You don't regret it though, right? I do. I do. I remember starting to really regret it.
5: I got this audition for up? Dr.
4: Pepper next month and I'm right. hoping.
6: Huh? What was the free school you
4: passed up? Pitt. Actually, I couldn't get into Pitt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they didn't have a Dr. Pepper
4: commercial no. program? Uh uh-uh.
1: uh. No.
4: Terrible, uh, terrible uh commercial
1: program. You can't be a soda endorsement nope. major at Pitt. What's the point?
3: A Michael Jackson musical is heading to Broadway. The Michael Jackson Estate and Columbia Live stage unveiled plans for a musical inspired by the life of Jackson. Producers hope the as-yet-untitled show will be ready by 2020. The music will come from his vast catalog of songs uh, that cover several decades. And I don't think
1: there needs to be any more. We don't need to celebrate the life of Michael Jackson. It was pretty complicated there.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm. 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 thinking they're just going to kind of brush over a lot of stuff that happened in his life. It's going
1: to be called Michael Jackson: The Early Years. Yeah. <laughs> talk about a, a a soda endorsement that didn't go well. Uh, oh man! Yikes! How many th- that stupid joke with hey, the Hey, let me talk match. about the Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah, his hair caught on fire. Oh my god.
4: Yeah. yeah well, there's a lot of sheen in there.
5: Yeah.
3: And finally, Paul McCartney is releasing solo music for the first time in four years today. The Beatles band member dropping two new songs called I Don't Know and Come On To Me. He teased that he had something new in the works on Instagram over the weekend. McCartney is also releasing his 17th album later this year as new music comes on the heels of his 76th birthday.
1: I want to be like him when I grow up. Yeah. Yeah, my dad is 77 and he is not doing carpool karaoke. It's amazing <sighs> what Paul McCartney is still able to do.
4: He's releasing tracks.
1: Yeah.
3: Showers and thunderstorms possible today. Temperatures in the low 80s. It's 68 at
1: DVE. Last night at the Bucko's game, you might have heard Stephen Brought singing the national anthem.
5: Oh, say can you see
1: it the the he absolutely killed it. I mean, did an outstanding job and pirates pitcher steven brault joining us right now on the dve morning show hey man good morning how are you steven
8: no, i'm doing great how are you guys
1: doing doing all right but first of all i have to tell you so impressed with that version of the national anthem last night i mean you really knocked it out of the park uh figuratively and you uh, ah. uh you couldn't this couldn't have been your first rodeo i'm guessing you sang the national anthem
5: before
8: I, you know, I have I sang it in college a few times. Uh I sang it actually when I was in the minor leagues when I was with the Orioles a few years ago. Uh I sang in summer ball. It's just you know, I studied music in college, so I like to try to try to do that as much as I can. Uh it's hard it's <laughs> a little harder. Yeah. But uh but yeah, it's fun, man. It was it was a blast.
1: So in the past Bronson Arroyo, um Charlie Morton were singers, the guys who would pick up an acoustic guitar and play and they were kinda doing rock songs. But like it's clear from listening to you you have like a musical theater background
8: yeah yeah that was the uh when i was growing up so okay here you go when i was in sixth grade there was a flyer up for uh for a play a local play uh in san diego where i grew up and i basically looked at the flyer and i was like hey uh you dare me to go audition for this and my buddy's like yeah sure so i did it and i made it and then i had up ended up having a great time what was it
1: which one was it it
8: was it was my fair lady. Actually, <laughs> nice <laughs> little Pygmalion.
1: Yeah,
8: yeah, right. I still remember all the words from that show. You know, it's, it's one of those. Things. I was, I was like this tiny little part, but I just absolutely loved it. And uh, actually, that, the friend that dared me to do it, uh, he ended up joining me the next year, and now he's in LA. You know, doing acting, and and it's crazy. It's it's such a it's such a weird, different part of my life that I that I uh, don't really get to use all that often now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you clearly, it wasn't like you were a rookie. You know you, you, what you were doing out there, and you belted it out. But given that you do have, like, sort of that musical um, theater timber to your voice there, uh, do you get your chops busted more than somebody who would go out and be a rock song, singer? Like, are the guys in the clubhouse like, hey, uh, you know, Tony Award. Like, Hurry the hell up.
8: <laughs> I don't know if many people know the word Tony Award.
1: Right.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but you know it's it, it's funny because it's like because uh, I have like a, a high pitched voice, right? So so I'll, I get a lot of hey, Stephen, why is your talking voice so annoying and your singing voice so nice? What is what is Aww. the problem? Yeah. So you know it's uh it's it's just one of those things that that I love doing and I don't care. I mean I know every word of the Hamilton soundtrack. Uh, Do you, you know, just go around
1: singing Hamilton in the locker room?
8: No, I usually keep it to myself. I I just blast it in the car though mm-hmm. all the yeah. time. Oh, so if you awesome. like
1: listening to a lot of like musical theater uh, uh, soundtracks and stuff,
8: yeah, I really do. So what? Are, really give me really your top do. five. Oh, okay. Well,
1: what about Jesus one? Christ Superstar? Is that in there?
8: Oh yeah, I sang Jesus Christ Superstar uh, in my junior recital. Actually, I sang a song from
1: that, a Judas song. Oh, dude, that's a, um, that's a hard one to sing.
8: Yeah, I know. It was very hard. All the Judas know. tunes
1: are, are really difficult.
8: Every tune in that show is difficult. It's a freaking rock opera. Yeah. Right? They don't they don't mess around.
1: No. All right, uh, so g- give me your top five.
8: All right, well, number one, because I've seen it the most, is Wicked. I love Wicked. I cry every time I watch it. When <laughs> she uh, starts flying, I'm not embarrassed about
5: that. No, that's right? fine. <laughs>
8: all right, uh, and then I love uh, – I Hamilton's incredible, but – it's so new. I, I feel weird putting it at the top. Uh, I would go. Guys and Dolls is a good one. Um, I really like. Oh man, this is tough. You guys put me on the spot here. Um, Book of Mormon. Is Book incredible. of Mormon's hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, and then I'll go. I'll go. I'm gonna go a classic actually, and go Wizard of Oz. I know it's not really a Broadway musical necessarily, but right. it is. Uh, and then Newsies, if you ever heard of Newsies? Oh yeah, Newsies, oh,
1: yeah. sure. So like, get yeah. fired up uh, before a game. You listen to a little Newsies in uh, in your uh, headset there.
8: <laughs> Usually not, uh, but if the mood strikes, maybe yeah.
4: Have you seen The Greatest Showman?
8: I haven't. Okay, so this is my excuse. I'm lazy. One, <laughs>
5: two.
8: Uh, I was gonna get it on Amazon, and you had to buy the full movie, and I'm just not ready for that kind of commitment. It's <laughs> a lot. That's it's a
1: lot. A lot. So. It's pretty yeah. great.
8: Yeah, I've, I've only heard great things. Um, what is uh, what is that guy's name? I always forget Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jack- yeah, Hugh Jackman is an incredible singer. Um, it's he's like that's how he started. That's how he started his career, is, um, right. you know doing shows and stuff. So people forget that because now he plays Wolverine and he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. But he's, they yeah,
1: should do a Wolverine musical. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, nice. I'm sure that would be. Dark and brooding and so angry. Exactly, a little crossing of the <laughs> streams there. So, did you? Uh, did, uh, now you've joined a long line of uh, pirates who are, are musicians and singers uh, and pitchers, especially. So, uh, let me ask you this: Who do you think some of the best athlete singers are?
8: You know, I I honestly don't know because a lot of people a lot of people don't like show that side of their life, so you don't really get to see it very much. But there are a lot more. Musicians in baseball, like, then, then you would think. You know, for, for example, my, my team alone, you know, David Freese plays guitar, Trevor Williams plays guitar and drums. Um, I know Cole Tucker, who's still down in the minor leagues, he plays the drums really well. Uh, we had guys like Felipe Vasquez is learning the guitar. Um, like it's just, there's, was there's he better when more. his
1: name was Rivera? <laughs> <laughs>
8: his, yeah, his guitar skills have gone down right. very
6: much. He <laughs> so, uh, had to start learning uh, it all over. Yeah, again. he used to shred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
8: no, uh, but you know, I, I did hear Bronson Royal play a little bit. Uh, Tim Flannery, do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah I don't. Tim Flannery does a whole, so he was a player for you know for a while, and then he coached for the Padres for a long time and now he has his own band the Tim Flannery band and they you know travel around and play music and my parents are old and they love old people music so it's perfect like jimmy buffett but baseball style i um,
1: i opened for jack mcdowell's band one time in cleveland oh, when i was a kid okay. his band was called stick figure and he he didn't pitch that night but it was after an indians game he was playing he was pitching for the indians at the time and basically there's a place that was full of Indians fans who didn't give a crap about music at all and they were just there to just see if, the, if he could pull it off and it was like <laughs> you know it was serviceable stuff but we got right. booed off the stage you know they didn't, want, they didn't care about us at all
8: they didn't, yeah they didn't watch there so when I are you going to have your band is
1: there going to be the St- Stephen Brault experience anytime soon
8: well you know I played in a few bands I played you know played I didn't play I sang in a few bands uh, we had uh, a few bands in high school and then through college, I played in the band called the Street Gypsies, which everybody always mentions, but they never mention the fact that we haven't played together for like the last two years.
1: Um,
8: but yeah, it's something I try to do in the off season as much as I can.
5: Was well, Street
1: Gypsies original music, or did you guys just do covers?
8: Both. We did both. Um, you know, when you start a new band, you have to do some covers just to kind of learn each other. Sure. But then, uh, then you can start writing your own music. So we got some of our own stuff. Some, you know, just SoundCloud.
6: Stephen the Gypsy. Yag- the game notes last night said that your credits include playing Joe Hardy and Damn Yankees in high school. I
8: did. Yeah, that was pretty much the perfect role. So, I yeah, I mean, baseball player.
6: When do you apply this? When do you get Clint Hurdle to lead the clubhouse in a robust rendition of "You Got to Have Heart" <laughs> before a game?
8: Uh, when I find anybody else who can sing without making the room just cry, that's that's when we'll do it. I mean, I that's, r- that's I really
6: the only missing piece, right? You, got, you guys yeah. are on the cusp now. You just got to get together and sing a little, I think.
2: Yeah,
8: absolutely. I think that's, that's what's really going to get this team to the next level is being a musical theater team. We'll distract our, the other teams with our singing.
4: Do you ever do the, uh, the karaoke night? And if you do, what, what's your go-to?
8: Yeah, I love karaoke. Uh I, I like to do Stevie Wonder songs. Those are my those are my go to oh, Those are
1: Tough man. Which one?
8: Well, it depends on the mood, you know. So if I'm just trying to have fun, I'll do like Science Field Delivered or Superstition. Boogie on Reggae Woman. But uh but if I've got you know, if like I'm trying to impress a girl or something, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like uh my Amor and just just get after it. Or you yeah, can just say I
1: pitch for the Pirates. I mean that might
5: work.
8: Yeah, right. Hey, when football, I pitch for the Pirates. Also, I'm gonna sing for you now. Right.
5: I mean, if that I, doesn't uh, do yeah. it, dude. Ribbon
8: in the sky. It's a good one. Oh,
5: ribbon in the,
1: ribbon sky's in the sky is a
4: tough one to sing.
8: Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, once again, that's got to be a little bit, uh, a little bit of a slower mood in the room.
4: Were you compensated for last night?
8: I was not. Oh, was nutting.
1: Not. Oh my God. The cheap <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Is this he gonna make totally people start slinging hot dogs now too? <laughs> yeah,
8: yeah. You have to sing in order to get a hot dog. <laughs> That's All what right. he
1: paid you. Yay! Hey, you can go have the leftovers in the Lexus Club. <laughs> yeah.
8: yeah, I. Uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of that. It's really funny because people don't understand. Like, I, I'm the one who reached out to them to to ask to do it. I wanted to do it. I talked about about it last year a little bit. And then, so in spring training this year, they're like, "So you serious about wanting to sing the last one? I was like, "Yeah, I'm serious." And like, other people have to audition for it, you know, and you know, not everybody gets paid to do it. So I, I just don't think that it's. Uh, <laughs> For me, it's such a funny thing that is, like, brought up. Like, just get over it. Just get over it, people.
1: Just live your life. Well, uh, great job last night. We look forward to hearing more from you. Going forward, Stephen Brault. Try doing I Wish Stevie Wonder next time you do karaoke. If you can hit these notes, I'll be super impressed. Okay. (laughs) Hey, all right. Well, pick it. Anytime you want to come on the show and sing, we'll set you up in the studio. You can get a band together. we got a theater. we got a theater. You can come and perform here.
8: Oh, okay. We'll do a good old radio performance.
1: I like that. Yeah, dude, anytime. You're uh, you're always welcome. Thanks so much for being a good sport, too, man. Nice job last night, Steven. Thank you,
4: guys. I'm
1: All right, nice brother. We'll see you, man. That's Steven Brault, who killed it last night doing the national very anthem. very
4: good. His name Pardon. is Alexander Hamilton.
6: <laughs> I want to hear him do something from that. I was just happy nobody came out to get him when he got to land of the free. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they let him finish. So many specialists now that come in and end songs. <laughs> I don't know. How do you signal? I know how you, they signal
1: for the lefty. How do you signal for a baritone? You <laughs> hit your diaphragm? Get them warming
4: up in the bullpen. Oh, 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 oh. Mike's
1: got a full sports report when we come back on the DVE Morning Show.
2: DVE Sports.
1: Mike, you with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike? That
6: was a cool interview. Uh, Stephen mm-hmm. brawl was great. Really oh, yeah. enjoyed uh, listening to his love he's, of music. He's fun. Through. Unabashed fan of the musical theater genre. But he does have to keep that to himself a lot. Yeah. In, uh, in the circles in which he travels. Yeah. Undoubtedly. But uh, I don't know. Do you trust him more now that you know that he knows every word of the Hamilton soundtrack? I, I'm a
1: bigger fan of him than I was before. And that, well, it wouldn't be possible for me to be less of a fan because I wasn't, <laughs> you know, I was just like, he was a pirate. And that was all I cared about. So now I'm like really rooting for him. It's when you're some-
6: a buck, you're a book. There's got to be some Pirate musicals, right?
1: Pirates of Penzance. The Pirate movie. movie.
6: Well, that was a movie, right? Yeah, but it was a musical. Musical. It was a
4: movie
1: about a
6: musical. Was it? Well, there you go. Pirates have one more with uh, Milwaukee tonight. at Pirates of Penzance. It's been a good series so far. One to nothing. Pirates on Monday night, 3-2 Brewers last night. Uh, The Brewers getting a dominating performance from rookie starter... Freddie Peralta, who uh, may or may not know some of the words to Hamilton, but uh, he knew enough to throw six shutout innings at the Pirates last night. Just two hits allowed, no walks, and seven Ks in what was Peralta's third big league start. Jamison Tyone lasted five innings, gave up seven hits and three runs. All of them earned one walk and seven Ks. Uh, Tyone making it just five innings was, as it turned out, uh, decisive. The Pirates fall to 14 and twenty three this year when the starter fails to go six innings. When the starter does go six innings or more, they're twenty two and fourteen. So Randy, why don't they just leave the starter in longer?
1: I don't know. You know, you think they would? That's
6: math, isn't it, just Mike? Ma- just make them pitch into the seventh inning. It should work out. <laughs> Simple math. More than it doesn't. But uh, <laughs> Chad Cole trying to do that tonight. He's five and four with a three point seven six ERA. He'll be opposed by Brent Suter of the Brewers, seven and four, four point three zero. That loss dropped the Bucks. Back under 500 at 36 and 37. They are seven games behind the Brewers with tonight's series finale remaining. The NHL uh, awards show is tonight, 8 o'clock on NBCSN from Las Vegas. And the draft is coming up this Friday and Saturday in Dallas. And uh, TSN up in Canada took an interesting look at what will be the 50th uh, NHL entry draft and the TSN did that by evaluating all of the first overall picks since 1969 and ranking them numbers one to number 49. Uh, the criteria applied to rank the first overall picks, the player's impact on the team that drafted them, the player's performance over the totality of his NHL career, and the player's achievements relative to those who were drafted number two and number three. Who do you think uh, came out number one? Lemieux. Don't all answer at once. It is Mario Lemieux. The uh, according to TSN, the, guy. the best first overall pick in NHL history. Sidney Crosby was second, <laughs> and uh, Alexander Daig, who was taken uh, oh. first first overall in 1993, he was number 49. So he he's was, he's he, the worst. He
1: was a uh, he was a penguin for a brief
6: moment. For a brief, dated moment. Pam Anderson for a while. Yeah, he did better at that than he did at hockey. <laughs> We got two of the top three. Alex Ovechkin was third, uh, another uh, Penguins player or ex-Penguins player high up on the list. Mark andre Fleury rated number 12. Wow. Seems a little high to me, but again, it's, it's first overall pick, not just first rounders. So they don't always get the first rounder right. Penguins don't have to worry about that this year because they don't have any first rounders, let alone first overall. They gave those up, They'll correct? picking 53rd.
1: I think uh, GMJR is going to kick the can down the road a little bit more and make some moves here and keep paying for the present with the future.
6: Perhaps. Or perhaps he shakes it up and uh, creates a little salary cap space by getting rid of a high priced guy that doesn't really
5: Wanna justify
6: be here? that high priced status. Uh, there I be, think uh, that ship has sailed, Mike. Or sunk, one, however you want to. Could be one or two analogies uh, along those lines. Let's just say if they traded Phil Kessel or Chris LeTang, it would not uh, befront me, as George Thorgood might say. Confront me. There's already been uh, a significant trade in the NHL. The Ottawa Senators traded winger Mike Hoffman to San Jose, and San Jose subsequently shipped him to Florida. Do you know why the Senators traded Mike Hoffman? Yeah, because his wife sucks. The <laughs> fiance. Whatever. His soon-to-be yeah. wife sucks. Uh, his fiance, uh has become uh, embroiled in a dispute with Captain Eric Carlson and his wife. Melinda Carlson recently filed an order of protection against Hoffman's fiance, fiance alleging harassment and cyberbullying. He's got to cut her loose. Yeah, he can't have She's that. costing him money. Can't have that in the locker room. Although he ends up in Florida, not Ottawa. Probably, Actually, this might have a been better orchestrated
4: place to for the
5: <laughs>
6: It's warmer, what a tactical move. It's warmer
4: and sunnier in Florida, honey. We got to get out of Canada.
1: That's Quick, a, say something horrible online. Cyberbullying. I know a, just the thing. thing. Trolling like a fox. What she
4: said was unacceptable. Really bad. Which they deny
6: it, and uh,
3: isn't there an easy way the, to trace the, that? Like trying to get,
6: well if you're police. hacked or I don't know
1: <laughs> hacked. We were hacked. Mark Madden's coming in next. Speaking of hacks, Mark uh, will be here in about five minutes. I kid, a kid. That wasn't nice. I kid Mark Madden, who's anything but. Don't forget, Southside Summer Open signups. These sell out really fast. So if you're thinking about joining us on August 18th, sign your foursome up today for the best damn bar crawl of the year. 18 bars on the Southside with miniature golf in every bar. You and your foursome go from bar to bar with Bud Light Specials and just put put the day away. But you got to sign up before it sells out, and it always does.
6: I have yet to survive 18 holes in this thing. I it's know.
1: It's hard. It's tough. Sign up now at dve.com. we got to pace yourself. Benefits class, community living, and support services on the south side with Bud Light. I think I just came up with a name, or at least a slogan for that bakery, the Gourmandine, a reason to live. It's
7: tremendous. Oh, man, it's
1: awesome. Joe, do you have him going in there or do I have it? You got it? Okay, I can turn this all down. Okay. Okay. who has it? We had a little technological snafu there. Mark Madden joining us right now from 1059 The X. We just uh, turned Mark on to the Le Dean stash.
7: Unbelievable. Oh, my God. So good. You went to see ZZ Top last night? And John Fogarty, yes, at the uh, Cavelli Center in Youngstown. Huh, Sam Cavelli. What's that? Were there pastries there? No, I, I, had I given a choice between these pastries from what La Gourmandine mm-hmm. and the show, I would have chosen the pastries.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty good.
7: Shorter drive.
1: <laughs> Sam Cavelli, he's the guy uh, that owned all the McDonald's up in Erie, Pennsylvania, when I grew up, and he built the Mill Creek Mall in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is shaped like a handgun pointed at the city. If you pick up, pull up a, That's um, aggressive, an overhead shot of the Mill w- was, Creek Mall, was,
7: was that deliberate?
1: Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Mill Creek Mall gun search here.
7: That's like the Link Casino in Las Vegas. Now, this might have been urban legend because I, I never noticed it from the air. But the uh, the original owner of when it was called the Imperial Palace <laughs> was a uh, right-wing sympathizer. Oh, my God. That does look like a giant handgun pointer. <laughs> Come to the Mill Creek yeah.
1: Mall or else. Right. But, yes, uh, the new the, mall is a collar bomb pointed at Erie. So
7: the, the Imperial Palace uh, <laughs> from the air allegedly looked like a fascist logo. Oh yeah, but but that, I, I never saw that. That may have been just urban legend. So, how was the show? Uh, it was really good. I mean, uh, ZZ Top is an underrated band. Yeah, they're really old. So is Fogarty. But ZZ, ZZ, ZZ Top Top's really old. Looks older. Like Frank Beard's just hunched over the drum kit, <sighs> doesn't glance up. Uh, Dusty Hill. You know they they canceled a lot of shows. Including one that was supposed to be at the Palace Theater, uh, not too long ago, because of his illness. But they, they were really good. The one thing about ZZ Top, and I don't mean this as a criticism, but they sound a lot different live than they do on record, because there's no overdubs and, like, on the records, it's like this wall of sound.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's like a blues
7: band. Live, it's a blues band. I couldn't yep. have put it better. Like they, they opened up with, uh, with, um, with. Uh, what did they open up with? I'm getting old. I older than them. I can't even remember the what <laughs> what they opened up with. But they did uh Gimme All Your Love and they didn't open up with that. But but that, that's a blues song when you don't overdub the guitars. Oh yeah. The riff sounds very distinctively bluesy.
1: All of them are. They just used production that was popular at the time to kind of like dress up those tunes. Right. Frank Beard, I remember interviewing him one time. He was in studio with it was Dusty, it wasn't Billy. And uh he had either shasta or fanta the one that has gone out of production <laughs> and i was like dude where did you oh no shasta? no no no! you know what it was tab he was drinking Dear tab Lord. cola Isn't it like you- a diet yes you- that
7: was the latter day diet pepsi i believe yes tab cola made I- by
1: pepsi and i was like where did you get that and he's like oh man i know a guy you can't just go and get this stuff I got cases of it on the bus.
7: Very reminiscent of of Diet Right Caffeine Free Cherry Cola. Uh, You and that addiction, I still don't even understand that. It's tremendous. It's so particular. Diet Right Cherry Cola. There's a lot of zeros in there. It hasn't done my waistline any good, and La Gourmandine won't either, but uh, (laughs) hey, what a way to go.
1: I guarantee you eating La uh, La Gourmandine pastry or any pastry is better than drinking Diet Right Zero stuff. I don't think so. I bet it is. It's more enjoyable.
7: Well, I, I bet by, by a slim march.
1: just by by sheer fact of it being natural ingredients, would be better for
7: you. What the diet right stuff?
1: No, the the pastry.
7: Uh why can't I have them both? In fact, in a couple minutes I will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it was it was a really they opened up with under pressure, by the way, which is a great opener. Uh, and Fogarty's foolproof just because to the songbook, but he still looks the part, sings the part, acts the part. He has his son in his band, which you know I think has rejuvenated him a great deal. Yeah. And his, his son's second too, w- which makes it easy to accept. His, it was it was great.
1: His second wife, I yeah. think, is really helped him kind of get pulled out of the darkness there.
7: Oh, because he just hated Saul Zance and Fantasy Records for, for so long. I, I remember when I went to see the Centerfield Tour, his comeback album. Yes. And he wouldn't play any CCR songs because he didn't want uh, Saul Zance, who at that time still owned the songwriting rights, the publishing rights, didn't want him to get one dime. He, well, and that was stupid because... He could have played those songs,
1: and they would have been covered under the, the the arena already played them, already paid BMI ASCAP for those songs. Well,
7: right, but he was just, like you said, he was in a dark place back then. Although, I will say, I enjoy hearing the songs from Center Field as much as I do the old CCR catalog, and I, I think Center Field was the greatest comeback album in rock history. Old man down the road, he got sued... For plagiarizing himself. For plagiarizing himself. He
1: had a song on the album... That's deep. ...called... Zance Can't Dance. Yeah,
7: it's all about oh. a pig that stole money at a carnival. And he got sued and had to change it. To Bands Can't don't Dance.
5: Don't
7: do. <laughs> considering the guy he sued that stole his songs the name Saul Zance, yes. that that wasn't really hard to decipher.
1: It, yes, so he had it as Zance Can't Dance originally and it's no, no, a wait, video well, of flying pigs and it's right. all he just depicted Saul Zance as a pig.
7: Well that that's what he said. I wrote a song about a pig who stole money. Now uh what was the song off center field that he plagiarized himself?
1: The old man down the
7: road. Now, now, nah, 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 what nah. came first? Old Man Down the Road or Run Through the Jungle? Oh, Run
1: Through the Jungle by
4: a okay. decade old or Old Man
7: okay, I, I I get they're so similar I get them mixed up. That's why he got sued. Right, right. He plagiarized himself.
4: It's very Inception-like.
1: Here is (laughs) the old man down the road.
7: That's off center field. Yes.
1: And then this is Run Through the Jungle.
7: I hear no similarities. Okay, okay, maybe a few similarities. Not really. It's the same key. Yeah, same, same key. It's, it's pretty similar. I, I, remember, I remember reading a Rolling stone different. The, the trial, you know, the, the, where, where Zan sued him.
5: Yeah.
7: Because he sued him over a bunch of stuff. Like you said, and Fogarty was like incredulous. He said, You mean I can't I can't. Reimagine my own work. I, you know, it just was amazing that, but but and fault Seldon because of the Vance can't dance song, and you know, took it took <laughs> it there.
1: It is crazy how all of those laws work as it pertains to like publishing and who owns what. Like the Robin Thick thing with Marvin Gaye, the way yeah. that all played out. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, yes, I do. It's very. It, it's hard to determine. What you can and well, cannot be Smith, influenced didn't Sam by.
7: Smith get popped, too, for something oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, because he
1: basically just ripped that, uh, stay with me as I won't back down, slow down.
7: Now, uh, well, I mean, a lot oh, of, wow. like, like the cult uh, uh, love removal machine, start me up. Da-na-na-na. You know, it, 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 it but, but I mean, everybody, everything trickled down from a few basic ideas, and I understand people getting their knickers in a twist over it, but, but you can go too far. Here, here's a quote I love, by the way. Jason Bonham was talking about Greta Van Fleet. And by the way, you're too hard on Greta Van Fleet.
1: I'm not even hard on them. I'm just saying they're not the next Led Zeppelin. They have five songs. let wait.
7: I don't think they want to be the next Led Zeppelin.
1: Right. They're not the next great hey. greatest thing yet. We don't know. I hope they are. They have I'm eight, just eight saying. songs. Eight. So I, if I a rookie comes up and has a great first quarter of the season, you automatically compare him to
7: Mario Lemieux. Clint Hurdle would bench him. <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, I don't think I think what they're doing is organic They're a bunch of kids who just play music the way they want to But to get back to my quote Jason Bonham said The comparison to Led Zeppelin will kill them And I go, boy, that's great The guy who thinks he's his dad And pretends to be his dad <laughs> That has a Led Zeppelin tribute band Is knocking the kids who play music That at least it, it, at least they're hit, they're their songs Val interviewed him Who? Jason Bonham, Bonham. He's kind of a dink, isn't he? He was alright I interviewed him, too, at 1250. I mean, you know, he's the son of the legendary drummer, which he never, for a moment, lets you forget.
3: I didn't ask him anything (laughs) about his dad. Not one question.
7: Really? What'd you ask him about? His mom. (laughs) Who 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 was he playing with at the time?
3: This was last week. Oh! Yeah. So what'd he say? Uh, what did he say?
7: Yeah, I missed it. I yeah.
3: uh, we talked a little bit about the tour, and you know he toured with them last summer, and they asked him again this summer, and why the name changed, which I already knew, but I wanted him to talk about it. Yeah, yeah.
7: Cause, because Paige wanted the they're going to mm-hmm. do some kind experience of experience. I think it's going to be a show like the, the Rolling side. Stones had that Rolling Stone exhibit. Mm-hmm. I think Zeppelin's going to do the same thing. Uh, you know that 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 tour next week that's in Pittsburgh got uh, Foreigner, White Snake, and Jason Bonham. That that I saw that last year when it was Foreigner, Cheap Trick, and Jason Bonham. Yeah. Cheap Trick then, and White Snake now have a tough act to follow because even though Bonham's thing is just a tribute band, they have the best songbook of catalog. the act of all the acts. Yeah. So Whitesnake are gonna have to come on and play "Bad Boys," very good song, the 1987 album, while people are still hearing the last tones of "Stairway to Heaven."
1: Oh wow, he didn't even does "Stairway to Heaven." Yeah.
7: Oh yeah. At least yeah. he has in the show so far. I looked it up on. What's that list?
1: He ripped that off. (laughs) The song remains the same. uh, Version came up in my shuffle yesterday, and I automatically, if I see "Stairway to Heaven," I just go to hit me too next. But I, I let it play out because I hadn't heard that in a while. The live version is pretty awesome. I mean, no, no,
7: the the song itself is pretty awesome. Just I've heard it too much. It's yeah.
1: You forget how good it is because it's been played so much.
7: Yeah, but I I, I can't listen to Freebird either. There's certain songs that've been mm-hmm, played mm-hmm. so much I just can't hear them anymore.
1: Yeah, uh, not the case with Mark Madden's radio show. You could listen to it every day or don't over and over and over and it never gets old.
7: No, it does. Yesterday it was awful. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well,
7: how do but, you keep it fresh? I don't. You okay, plagiarize cool.
4: yourself. Yes. Reimagine it. That's Actually,
7: right. I did yesterday. I had to get to Fogerty and uh, and ZZ Top, so. I uh, I taped the last segment and replayed two segments from 5.15 to 5.45. Don't you wish you could do Pirates? <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's a no, different I audience. Love I love it. Oh, sure, you sit here with nine people in the studio, Bill. <laughs> <middle. laughs> easy for you to say
1: wouldn't it be great if there was a program where you could f- <laughs> like hit like uh apple f and find and replace all of these pirate names from the past so you could rerun an old broadcast and just replace <laughs> them with the current names and it would still probably work so like here's your broadcast from 2007
6: that's hey, seven to two mets right <laughs>
1: and you can just be bitching about the pirates and just have all the names automatically changed you
7: know I, I don't know i know you guys uh talk a lot of sports on the show what is your reaction when you talk pirates because when i talk pirates it's absolutely dead no no response whatsoever not on the phones very little on twitter maybe that's cuz i'm not a stooge like like the b team uh but like if i bring up steelers and penguins even in the dead of off season i get i get more response than i do with the pirates currently playing i think the pirates have totally broken the trust i think they've killed the town the attendance reflects that i don't think attendance will ever drastically pick up again unless they change ownership which won't happen or unless they some in some fluky Circumstances have like a ninety-eight win team again.
1: They unceremonious, unceremoniously dismantled a team. Oh, no that question hovered around a hundred wins and could not keep a winner on the field after the fact. Dumped payroll and then, after promising if we came to the park, they'd spend money. Didn't sign any free agents this year, and then this past weekend, Neil Huntington said, well, if people come to the games, we'll be able to turn well, Randy, that into and that, spend it on that, the team. That's
7: their go-to lie. Oh, that's I know. the lie they recycle. Mm-hmm. That's the lie that keeps online the whole year round, Clark. They just keep saying it that, over yeah. and <laughs> over again, and, and they think people are going to believe it, but they stopped believing it, which has to upset Journey.
6: They did add a pierogi, didn't they? <laughs> they did add a pierogi?
1: Yeah. Which one is there this year? Oh, there's like six of them now. Yeah, Yeah, they did.
7: I, I think know. they make Stephen Brault, uh run in one of the costumes though. <laughs> I heard him. I heard him on, on earlier about the National. He's Atlantic. great. He was, he was
1: fine. Yeah, I like that guy. What's your favorite musical, Mark? Jesus Christ, Tommy, pretty good
7: one. Actually, I, I am a big fan of Jesus Christ Superstar. That, that's what, what brought that up. We were talking musicals yeah. before. With, yeah, He's a musical with Stephen kind.
1: Brault. I thought you said he. Listened.
7: Oh, I did. But I, when he started, when I heard him sing, I said, ah, not. Anyway, no, he was fine. He's great, but he's um,
1: better than Miles Kennedy. <laughs>
7: oh, no, no, he's not. <laughs> I, I said on my show yesterday, when I when I heard Brault was going to sing, I said, he should take a knee while he sings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just, yes.
7: Wait a minute. What's the message there?
1: Can't do it without controversy. Uh,
7: my favorite musical is definitely uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. God, it's just rocking, isn't it? Now, now, here's one where I'm often told I'm blasphemous. Speaking of Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, as Archie Bunker said, I knew Jesus Christ long before you weirdos and pinkos made him into a superstar like Engelbert What's-His-Dink. <laughs> uh, uh I thought I, I love the, the movie version of Tommy more than the, the, the Who version. Oh,
1: no, I don't. The movie version is so cheesy.
7: That's, but that's why I like it. I, I think any rock opera is by definition going to be X amount of cheesy, don't you?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Jesus Christ Superstar movie is terrible as compared to the Ian Gillian London Philharmonic version. I mean, that one's really badass. Uh, the, and the movie, the Norman Jewison flick, it's kind of like hokey you know they got some weird behind the beat stuff going on and right, right, right. vocal delivery, but on um, Tommy, I mean the Oliver Reed stuff is a little weird. Uh, the Clapton "Eyesight to the Blind" is—I
7: prefer that version tremendous to the record version. Tremendous. And Clapton fits the part so well. Yeah, he's like, I, didn't he's like so El- heroined out. Did you like Elton John as oh, oh, oh. the Pinball Wizard? Yeah, that was it.
1: Was good, mm-hmm. but it's a little cheesy and hokey. I I just I thought it was okay.
7: I thought the uh, the record album the rest of
6: the story is very believable.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you know what you know what I I didn't like about the movie version of Tommy was they added lyrics, they added verses, they made like Pinball Wizard added added lyrics to make it longer. Oh yeah, to make the scene longer, and I'm not so sure I like that.
1: Yeah, it changed key too. I think they they I mean they they made it Eltoned out a little bit, right? But Tina Turner was awesome wholeheartedly agree another song that is way better in the movie than it is and on that the album. was kind
7: of her rebirth wasn't it
1: oh i don't know about the beginning that. of I her mean, rebirth she was kind of still that was pretty early wasn't 1970 so i the think movie? she was still with ike did she get oh sued no for no
7: that the was movie was in the mid-70s i think was like it? 73 or 74
1: i think you get sued for
4: that
7: is it ken you
1: russell was that who did that movie yes plagiarizing your own dna <laughs> mark madden listen to him this afternoon we gotta go 1975 you are correct sir see
7: you are correct, sir. <laughs> I mean, and
1: Margaret's great. Don't get me wrong. It also has so many resonant themes with the wall. So much of it just reminds me of like England post-war, and like you know the same sort of themes that I conflate the two occasionally. Like the early part of Tommy reminds me of some of the early parts of the wall. We're living in the wall right now. What about Greece? We're
4: living it's in the like, wall. I
7: love it. Living in a it's cardboard like wall. Oh, I have, a new, I have a new group I'm listening to by the way. Well, they're is not it new. Greta Van Fleet. No, 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 he, no. I've I've taught Ghost. Oh, they're great. <laughs> yeah, they're they're disturbing, but oh, in yeah. a good way. Yeah, they sing about Satan in a real fun kind of way. It's like it's like you know they sound like musically is Blue Oyster Cult. Yes, they they like because they have that that poppy metal type of edge. Yeah. But they're really good. I like the way they run angles, like they run wrestling angles, like replacing the singer and stuff like that. Nobody knows who the who the other band members are.
1: Oh, the, well, the singer replaced the band. Yeah.
7: Well, it looks to me like the, the band's pretty interchangeable.
1: It's all about him. It's his vision.
7: Well, that's okay, right?
1: What's his name? Toby something. Tobias Forge. I call him Toby. No. All right, we gotta go. <laughs> uh...
7: And so does Satan. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, special thanks to
1: Stephen Brawl for joining us this morning, and uh, our friend Tom Grealish, who uh, joined us to talk about He's the, the best. great work. Twenty-five million so raised by the Mario Lemieux Foundation so far an unbelievable total and uh thanks to mr wednesday jeff conkle as well tomorrow on the show more stuff i'll be on vacation i'm heading to telluride for the telluride bluegrass festival tomorrow night's headliner tedeschi trucks and then uh it ends with sturgill simpson sunday night please don't fall off off a cliff yeah my friends seem to really want to dare me to so we'll see where is it at Uh, telluride colorado it's kind of up in the mountains
7: like doug kenny to why
1: no, I mean, look that you know if you are going to go out, I would go to a warmer climate to do that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so if I die on this trip, it is. Although unintentional. when they found Doug's
7: body, was almost like cooked.
1: Why? Because it was so hot.
7: Yeah, it was on the sun. Where'd you hear that? Uh, no, the in people one of the who various found his books. body were yeah cannibals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the way Doug died is exactly something that would have been made fun of in National really Lampoon by him.
1: <laughs> right. Oh yeah, no, there is no doubt. That's why that Harold Ramis joke. He slipped. Trying oh, to we'll find a place, place to jump. To f- jump, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, we do have to go. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I'll take it. I'm taking another bakery. Yeah, I? you're doing okay. the fabulous Thunderbird exit.
2: <laughs> I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I ain't got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For so now,
5: you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.